Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. on the Eastern Standard Time. What's going on, Mike? It's Mike and Mish. Back at you. I'm chilling, man. L- looking forward to this show. We got four guests, and then we're going to New York tomorrow to see the fights, cover the fights live, so I'm pretty excited about that. That's what I'm talking about. We got a huge show tonight. We got four guests. We got uh, three fighters that will be fighting in Miami November 12th on BKFC 22. And we have a fighter who is willing to talk to us tonight before weighing in tomorrow to fight the next day in New York, which is a pretty boss move because most people that are cutting weight don't want to fucking talk to two jamokes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they don't want to talk to us. Yeah, they don't want to talk to us. We're a bunch of fucking morons. So with that said, let's do our sponsor reads real quick and we'll get the show on the road. With Mr. H.D. Davis. Hold up. One, two, three. Let's go with the fighter's friend. Fightersfriend.com. Promo code MISH20. Go buy yourself some vapes, some medibles, some CBD oils, rubs, drops, all that stuff. Buy yourself a hat while you're at it. But make sure you use promo code MISH20. Get yourself 20% off and help the show out a little bit. Then if you want to get big, you want to get strong, go to uh, Next Level uh, Supplements. Go to nextlevelsups.com slash Mike and Mish. Use promo code MISH10. Get 10% off your purchase there. You know, total opposite of the uh, metables and vapes, but, you know, get yourself some uh, proteins, test boosters, sleep aids, brain food, all that shit. And then last but not least, massage therapist Jackie Holden, best in the game. She will find the pain in your body and she will eliminate it. If you're a soldier or a veteran, go to HoldenHandsMassage.com. Make yourself an appointment. If you are not, it is okay. You don't have to be. You can just go to MassageTherapix.com and make your appointment with Miss Jackie Holden. And... Last but not least, check the bottom there, missionaccomplished.myshopify.com. You can buy yourself some Mission Accomplished gear, just like Mike's wearing on his shirt right now. Look at that fancy fucking guy there. Anyways, we got a big show tonight, so we're going to go ahead and bring our first guest in right away. He is fighting Rusty Crowder on November 12th, BKFC 22 in Miami. His name is Howard H.D. Davis. Let's go ahead and bring him in. What's going on, man? How are you? What's up, guys? Yo, yeah. What's happening? What is happening? Doing good. What about you guys? Chilling. It's probably beautiful where you are right now, huh? Uh, you know, Florida. Florida is kind of bipolar. One one minute is raining, one minute is sunny. So right now it's calm. I can tell you what it's not, and it's not thirty eight degrees outside. Like yeah. It is in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm wearing this hoodie for a reason. It's fucking cold inside true, my true, house. True. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm I don't not, really like the cold like that. I love Florida. At least you know it's sunny, even though it can get, get a little rainy, but it's not too too cold. Never too cold. Yeah. Well I need I'm not, to make it down there. Yeah, I'm not to the point where I want to turn the heat on yet. I'm still fight <laughs> I'm fighting that urge right now. But when, I, I'm I'm sitting there at night and I'm looking at my kids watching their bedtime show before going to bed and they're fucking curled up in blankets on the couch and they're like, Daddy, I'm cold. I'm like, Yeah, give it another week. <laughs> you don't need your toes yeah you're going to sleep shit is overrated <laughs> all right man well well hey let's talk about you a little bit you are uh you're making your bkfc debut november 12th against a veteran who has a lot of fights in the bkfc mm-hmm. very legit tough guy rusty crowder um you're fighting out a slaughterhouse yeah slaughterhouse boxing Slaughterhouse boxing, and you got one bare knuckle fight under your belt, but it lasted all of what about five seconds? 
Uh, probably two seconds. I hit him with a temple shot, and he went down. <laughs> two seconds, man. So, you know, you, you put you put a lot of work into a training camp, and um, you're feeling great going into that debut fight. Was it, a little bit, was it kind of a buzzkill to go in there and just fucking end the guy so quickly? Or, or, were, you, or were, you, were you ecstatic and you can give a shit less? I mean, I'm a fighter. I've been fighting forever. So I kind of wanted to sit right there and like fight. And to not even get hit back or anything like that. I mean, yeah, the training paid off. You know, my striking was good. But I did want it to last a little bit longer because I wanted to showcase some talent, some skills, you know, head movement, defense, combinations. Uh, you know, I just, you know, threw a faint jab. He ran right into the right, even in the temple, and he balled up. And it was, I just I just seen him knock off everything. You know, that was it. So, you know, you, I appreciate him, you, you know, getting the ring. You know, yeah, yeah, I knew it was over because my first two knuckles on my right hand hit him directly in the temple. And when it hit him, I just – I saw it. Like, he, he used to like UFC and, like, boxing. So not a lot of people that do those sports have ever really, like, fought bare knuckles. Some people just get into the sports and have never fought in, like, the streets. Me, on the other hand, I have more experience in the streets more than anything else. <laughs> you know, I have like 15, 20 years fighting in the streets and probably like less than five years boxing. So my experience is bare knuckle. So that's, that's, that's the reason why I'm really like, I feel like this field, this sport, you know, is really for me. 20 years in the street, that's a pretty solid attribute when you're coming into a sport that doesn't wear gloves. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. And when you're in the street, there is no... There's no rules. There's no age limits. I fought grown men. I've been jumped. I have weapons pulled out on me. Like, so I'm not going to fear somebody who gets in the ring with me and have the same, you know, attributes as me. I'm just going there, going there for the kill. You know. It's so you. It's it's actually probably now safer to be in the ring, right? I mean, yes. Yes. you don't have anybody. Uh, it's no holds barred out there, man. Exactly. And the streets is rough. Anybody can pull out anything. Anybody can sneak you. Anybody can grab you. At least bare knuckle is straight stand up, straight hands. And that that's my specialty. Like throwing hands, knuckles, the knuckle. Yeah, that's me. You know what? They should make a, a, a replay of your first fight. But you remember in uh, Avengers Endgame when the, when the girl hit the Hulk in the chest and his whole soul left his body? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you should. It was kind of like that. Yeah, it could, like you that. could see you could see the soul leave his body. Ryan Yo. Perez, what's up? Joe Ivy, what's up? Andrew Toppin, DJ Tony, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in tonight. We're here coach. with Howard HD Davis. That's your coach right there. That's my man. Now, are you training? Yeah, you training alongside like Kid Gotti and, and those guys too? Yeah, that's the truth. I'm training next to Kid Gotti, Bryce Henry, and Bobby Henry. Them two are the truth in boxing, and me and Jared gonna hold it down in bare knuckle. We got a undefeated team, uh, and right now I already see nobody stopping us. So we're gonna keep working hard, keep going through our fights, get tougher competition, and you know everything's coming full circle. It must be nice to have somebody like Kid Gaddy there, who has experience in bare knuckle. He's mm -hmm. he's killing it, really. He he should be headed for a title shot here uh, in the yeah. near future. What is it like to be able to 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 pick his brain a little bit about what he's experienced in there, what works, what doesn't, as compared to boxing? To be honest, you know, it's a blessing from God because he really shows me a lot of pointers, especially with the, you know, the grappling and just how, like, it differs from, like, boxing in so many ways. Like, it's not all out brawling. 
but you have to be patient. You have to go to the body. You have to do certain things that a lot of people that get in the bare knuckle sport just don't do. So we both come from boxing backgrounds mm -hmm. and you know, obviously the streets. So him being there, giving me that insight on how to move and not get too tangled up and how to, you know, the defense with bare knuckle, you know, is everything. And I really appreciate him because, like you guys said, he is, you know, looking for a title shot. He should have him pretty soon because he's earned it. And I don't really think nobody's really fucking with him in his weight class. <laughs> like uh, like Mike just said with, with uh, Jared, Jared Grant, um, he is exactly what, like the best ones you see out there right now. Like, I, I think that John Lee Childbeck is one of the most, uh, sharp fighters out there. Kid Gotti, what they do that others don't is they pick their shots and they, and they hit with precision every time. They don't try to, un just yeah, they don't try to unload the gun every time mm -hmm. they fucking throw. And you could yeah. see how it works in the ring, man. Those guys just pick apart their opponent, and it's really a something, something beautiful to see. Yeah, um, it's, it's another dude that I watch. Um, um, the dude at one fifty five. Um, he, he he's kind of like that too. He has like um, I don't know if it's like Palomino or something like that. Yeah, yeah the champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's actually really good. Like people may like sleep on him. In like his next fight against that dude is gonna be good. But like, I see him winning because he really like. He like he like he says in his interview like he, he can do it all and I, I watch him like okay I can see him training I can see him setting stuff up he's not just sitting there and throwing it you know he's really like he's very technical with it and you have to be you have to be that way you don't want to waste shots you don't want to leave yourself exposed you want to like pick the best shots you want to touch everything you want to touch the right way because you know the wrong shot can break your hand can you know it can break your wrist a lot of things can happen in the fight. Now what what weight class are you guys fighting at one forty five? We're fighting at 145. 145. Okay. So you actually, the guy I just mentioned, John Lee Chalbeck, you know, that guy could be in your future somewhere because uh, he's about he's about the top of the pecking order when it comes to 145 and you're in the BKFC right now. So that's a name okay. you got to keep up there. Um, so how has this training camp been? So anybody that can look at your Instagram can tell that you're in like the best shape in the frigging world. Uh, is training camp all you know every single day, two or three times a day, or you got a job? That, <laughs> do you do you have a job that you go to as well? Are you working and then training, or what do you what it, what's a what's training camp like for you? My job is being in the best shape I can be in, being that weight, being focused, and being ready for this fight. That's the only job I have. Training every day, two or three times a day, conditioning, technical work, sparring. We doing we doing it all. I've been getting some very good work. Cause I'm um, at our gym. Javante Davis actually just came down to our gym, and he's having training camp there for his fight in December. So I haven't had a chance to work with him, but I just to mm. see him and to be around that work ethic, to see how he's working, and um the um headbangers group that he brought with him. It's a lot of kids that's you know national champions, dudes that's um 19 and 0 as pros. All of them like just to watch them how they like, how they train and watch them spar. I'm picking up little things, and I actually got to spar one of them a kid and he's like a 12 time like national champion like just being in there with him showed me a lot of new things so it's going to be a lot of new things i bring to this fight that i'll be learning about myself during sparring during it um during push myself through this training because this is my first fight at 145 but i feel great you know i push myself to the limits to make this weight i usually fight at um 154 my first burn up fight was at 154 and my amateur boxer career was at 152 but i always used to walk around at you know 145 ish like that when i was in high school so i just put on muscle so now that i actually like do cardio you know all that stuff like that yeah kind of in like 
my nutritionist and like eating the right way, it's really like leveled up my weight. So now I can fight lower and still be strong. Wow. You look like a big 145er. I'll tell you that much. Oh, hey. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys make it. One of you guys see it. You're going to see just how I look in person. And, and it's just not looks like I'm really like that. I'm not, you know, no big talker. I'm not going to say nothing about my opponent. I appreciate him, you know, signing that contract and getting in the ring because it takes a real man to do that. But at the end of the day, you just, uh, you know, somebody have to go through. And I'm literally going to go through him. So. Your your opponent, uh, Rusty Crowder, is three and two in the BKFC, and his two losses are uh, against two very, very good names: uh, Reggie Barnett Jr., of course, at one thirty five, but Adam Pellerano, who just fought John Lee Chall back uh, a month or two ago. The dude is an absolute fucking animal, and uh, you know Crowder got took the L against him, but you know what? That's nothing to sneeze at. And uh, I don't know if you've seen Adam Pellerano, he, but he's a very big one forty five er as well, so. Crowder, what do you know about Crowder and what are you expecting once you step into the squared circle against a, a veteran like himself making the sixth trip to the to the squared circle? So um I'm expecting him to I've watched some of the film. I'm expecting him to come out how he usually comes out. You know, he may run a little bit, you know, but I'm gonna just, you know, not really chase him. It's not nothing like I actually know how to box, so I'm not gonna go in there and brawl him. I'm gonna stick to my game plan, walk him down and he may have fought that dude and lost some. That dude may be a beast, but I'm a whole different animal. Like, once he feels my power, he may ball up. And if he doesn't, kudos to him. But he, he can't sit there and take what I'm about to dish out. So, if he want to go blow for blow, I'm telling you, that's not what he want, wants to do. If he wants to box, he's not a better boxer than me. So, it's not a good matchup for him. You know, maybe he can show me something different, but I will adapt to any and everything he can do. So, we're ready. Training camp went perfect. Weight so cut already. I'm already at fight weight. Nice. <laughs> I'm already at fight weight. So there's, there's no games with that. There's no missing scale, none of that. We're serious about taking over the 145 division, and we will do that. That's a that's a big weight taken off your shoulders, not to have to worry about cutting weight all the way up until the last hour, the last minute. I mean, I feel like that's just too much stress sometimes that fighters put it, on themselves. It is. It is. You, a person has to have discipline. You really have to want this, like, I'm not starving myself. I'm just eating right. I'm eating smaller portions. I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm eating earlier. I'm, you know, I'm getting my cardio in, but I'm not burning out my legs. Like I'm doing everything the right way. So I'm gonna be more more than ready for this fight. More than ready. The scale's been uh <clears throat> the scale's been knocking people out more than fucking fighters have been lately, man. Mm-hmm. The the fail rate on the scales is alarming lately. I don't know what the hell is going on, but the last couple of events, the, the BKFC at least, they, they've had quite a few people missing weight pretty, mm-hmm. like, egregiously. You know what I mean? Like, fucking Randine Echo missed it by 16 goddamn pounds. How does that even yeah. happen? Damn. Then- <laughs> <laughs> you usually check your weight coming up to the fight. Like, every other day, 16 pounds? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking weight. Well, she, you know, to be honest with you, she missed it by 8 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they gave her a 24 hour grace period and they said, you can come back tomorrow day of the fight and reweigh in before the fight. And she showed up eight pounds heavier than this she was the day before. Wow. I can't speak too much on her or her team or anything <laughs> like that, but it just sounds like lack of discipline and really not yeah. giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Just, professionalism like really professionalism out the window. Yep. You might be right about that. I think you are right. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's different. 
it it sounds like you're a very confident guy um going into this next fight mm-hmm. i want to talk a little bit about how you actually got into bkfc you went to the trials down in fort lauderdale correct yes i did and when you went there and you trained, they actually did one of those like uh, interview sessions with you, and you ended up in the video. How was that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. The experience was pretty nice to see people come from all, all over you know, the country to come participate for this um, tryout and um at our gym. Um, we saw a lot of different things, a lot of different skill sets. You know, some people that you know belong there, some people that needed to work on some stuff, but everything was like. It was new to me. I never, you know, been on cameras, never did an interview, never had a like a trial like that. So um, BKFC doing that is definitely um, an experience for everybody. Like, I think they should keep doing that because it can bring in like a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Yeah, yeah they've, been, they've been doing a bunch of them. Uh, they haven't had one after Lauderdale, though, I don't mm-hmm. think. They no, did I a bunch in a row. No, yeah, they're good, especially to bring out talent because you'll never know until like you go to – you know, a state, you can find some, you know, some real talent if you really look for it. Somebody really come and train. You see, like, you know, it's, it's a little things that you see in a person that, like, they have this grit or they have this dedication or, you know, even certain punch combinations, a person throw a punch or they had, like, a little sparring session um, at the Fort Lauderdale one. And I sparred some dude and he was heavier than me. And, like, you could tell he kind of being, you know, he's been in, like, some, like, wars. He done fought before. You know, you could just tell certain things when you see certain people. Was uh was Lorenzo at that one? He's he usually shows up to most of the yeah. tryouts and intimidates the shit out of all the all the people trying out. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, he was cool though. He was cool though. He was saying some real stuff. It's not like he's just in there pumping his chest, banging on it, and, you know, saying stuff that doesn't make sense. He's, he was saying a lot of real stuff, and I think it got to a lot of people, like the people that probably wasn't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. In a sense, he kind of like cut them in half. <laughs> so, yeah, weed them out. Yeah, he weed him out, and it's good. He's not too harsh, you know. Like he's just being real. He like he knows what it takes. So right, he's like one of the most down to earth. Like he he has the rough exterior. He looks like a scary fucking killer of a dude. And in the and in the (laughs) ring and in the ring he is. But like we've talked to him tons of times, tons of times. Lorenzo's one of the coolest people you ever meet. And at those tryouts, he spits nothing but truth and knowledge. And he goes around. I know he's goes around holding holding mitts for people and and sparring and like. Yeah, he was sparring. He was sparring. He was, hey, yo, he did everything. He 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 outplayed his role. He he didn't even have to come and do that. He could have just came, been silent, didn't give no knowledge, didn't help anybody. But he was very forward, you know. And is you know, he's real. He's not. He's he's not faking it. You know, he's a real. He's a real dude. Yeah, and he's fighting in the main event at your uh, at at your event down. Yeah, make sure, make sure I put, make sure I put on a show before them big fellas put on the show. Yeah, what well, you got to do early in the night. Do you know where you are on the card? You, you... No, I don't actually. Not yet. So well, wait for that. But I'm pretty sure they'll release this one after this New York one. Yeah, what you got to do is uh, you really got to blow the roof off of that bitch so that the crowd is fucking nuts for the rest of the night. So that yes. hypes up the uh, the co-main and the main events because I'm sure it's going to be crazy already. But you go ahead and turn yeah. it up. Yeah, There's you guys have the... some serious beef. They have some serious beef, so I know. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the anticipation is going to be big for that, but I want everybody to tune in for my fight because it's going to be it's going to be the same thing. For sure. Oh, yeah, man. We're looking forward to it. I mean – 
I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know too much about you until Ryan Perez. Mm. We got in touch with him and got you on the show, and then we do our research. But honestly, you have one BKFC or you have one bare knuckle fight. Yeah, you're making your debut. There's only so much research we can do on social media, you know what I mean? Exactly. So you got to go ahead and let the world know who you are on November 12th. That's exactly what I'm planning to do. Hell yeah, man! So what we do on this show. Besides talking about fights, besides talking about your uh, your background and all that, we're going to throw your sponsors at the bottom here, and we're going to do a little speed round. We're going to do five questions with you that don't really have anything to do with fighting. It's just so the audience can get to know who their new favorite fighter is. You want to do one? All right. I got you. All right, here we go. Speed round with HD Davis. Number one, what is your favorite Florida man story? And do you know what we mean by a Florida man story? Florida man story. What is a Florida man story? Uh, okay, okay. So for people that are not from Florida, we always hear these crazy ass stories. Yeah, uh, uh, Florida man uh, arrested for hiding thirteen pounds of crystal meth in a dead alligator's stomach. Or shit. Florida <laughs> man eats guy's face in Miami oh, after taking bath salts. That that like shit, like that. Yeah, that probably takes <laughs> the case. That, crazy shit. That's uh, my. Uh, what's my favorite? You got a favorite yeah. crazy ass Florida man story that us <laughs> New Englanders and anybody that's not from New England might say, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. All right, let me try to think. Hmm. Put me on the spot there. He put me on the spot because I don't even really think about stuff like that. Yeah. It's something that's big, <laughs> big that was like on the news or something. Or like, sure. It's up to you. Damn, What's man, something like, crazy you saw somebody do and you were like, what in the world? What the hell is going on here? Because I feel like there is the most craziest shit happens in Florida. Like my dad lives there. And anytime I go and I watch the news, yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? Like every store. So I'm like, this is way better than the news. We have a, up here. <laughs> they're like, guy at the donut shop said, da, 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 da. And now half the people didn't show up. I'm like, this is bullshit news. You know, and then you go to Florida and like every single thing's like chased through three different counties. And, like, and that guy ate somebody's face on the bridge. Oh, I want to say, I don't know if it's it a car chase, but I know I, it's not my favorite. But I know it was like a really bad car chase. I don't know if it was in the Hellcat or something, but dude was like legit leaving them like had the whole state behind them. like just, just like yo just he probably took them for like two three hundred miles it was crazy like and i just remember like i don't, I don't think he got away but it's just like he had them chasing him for so long and i just couldn't believe it like because i had a challenger before and they're horrible on gas so i'm like did you fill up and then plan to like put them on a chase and just like it didn't make no sense to me like i would have been right out of gas especially if you're in the hellcat or you know like um any of those bigger models the gas is like it's gone yeah so i'm like oh like he had a midget in the back like pump putting gas in that still i don't know what was going on i didn't know what was going on but he had them on a chase for hours i'm like it does it didn't make any sense i don't know yeah crazy. he went on the but oj like, tour Exactly. That's freaking hilarious because there was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called the The Last Stand, where he was the sheriff of the la the furthest south town in Texas, and some dude steals this like gun metal. Whatever. No, he it, from Vegas. The guys in the movie, the guy steals this fucking Corvette, this like souped up Corvette from Vegas, and he drives it through like eight states to get to Florida in a car chase. 
They don't ever show that dude stop to get gas. Not one time in that Corvette. <laughs> that that was like, how? <laughs> I'm like, like how I you break this right movie? Now and go to McDonald's and I need gas. It's like, yeah. I need gas yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo. Oh, no. You're about to pay like three fifty for a gallon too on that thing. You know what? No, I don't know. I don't know what the I, four dollars. Oh, I was just gonna ask you because I put eighty three dollars in my in my tank yesterday. I wanted to fucking die. <laughs> Yo, oh my bucks. god, the gas is horrible right now. I'm about to just siphon gas out of my wife's car into mine. I'm about to, I'm about to just so we can drive. Bike. To, to, yeah, yeah, we're going like to New York tomorrow. Bike, like a speed bike with like a little motor or something, because right, it's pretty crazy. Like, All you need is a little run of little red tanks. Yes. You're good uh, to go for like 400 miles. Good. Yeah, I'm not going nowhere far anyway. I stay to the gym, home, to the other gym, home. And that's it. It doesn't matter to me. That's crazy. All right. Number two. Number yeah, two. Yeah, Mike, go. All right. Favorite non-combat sport and what sport would you get rid of? Your least favorite. Non-combat. My favorite sport. Before um boxing and stuff like that, I used to play football. That's definitely nice. that's definitely my go-to sport. Like if I wasn't fighting, <laughs> I wouldn't have playing play football. football. But you know, fighting messed up a lot in high school, messed up a lot of grades, me being absent so much, fighting every other week. So, you know, I end up doing fighting, you know, for a profession. But before then it was just I was just doing it, you know, rather somebody Picking on me or picking on my friends or mad at me because I got this girl or mad at me because I hang around this group. Whatever it was for, it totally wasn't worth it. But everything happens for a reason. So I never, like, regret it. I, I do miss football because I was pretty damn good, you know. But it, it is what it is. And um, what sport would I get rid of? Damn, I don't know if I get rid of a sport. Everybody loves sports. But let me see. Uh, what sport? Mm. Yeah, what I see, look at I can't uh I mean I'm trying to think of something I don't really like. Like uh, you know, if I had to get rid of a sport, what would I pick? You know, it is kind of tough because if you're a sports guy, you know, there's some really good sports out there. And I'll tell it you, is, I was about to say cricket, but when we were in Kuwait, when we were deployed, there was a channel cricket. that you played can't, you can't do cricket though, man. Nah, cricket, cricket was on nice. all the time. <laughs> I started watching it all the time and I was like, yo, I started learning the rules because I couldn't understand what they were saying because we were in Kuwait. So I didn't understand what they were saying, but I started like learning the rules just by watching it. And I was like, yo, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. So um, get rid of all right, get rid of tennis. What's it's crazy. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I was gonna say that, but I can't. But I, but I can't do that to my black people. You know, Serena, Venus, you know, Williams. Serena. I can't do that. You know, I, I'll be bro. They're, so they're retired. Yeah, they're bro, retired. They for so much. They did so much, and you know, in that sport for you know, for women, for black women, like I, have to, I, you know, I can't even say that. I can't even say that. They did. They I wasn't saying because I'm not. I, you know, I'm not good at tennis. And I never really play like that, but. Trying to think of one. I was gonna say like Batman or something like that, but I can't like. <laughs> that's a I mean, I, that's kind of like either that or like ping pong or something like that. Like I guess. All right. Who, who's your football team? Oh, I have two: the Baltimore Ravens and the San Diego Chargers. But and then San San Diego no more. Where they lost Los Angeles, whatever. Whoever they changed the state name to, or was that's the Rams? Or I know they one of them changed their names, but Chargers is secondary. But it was the Chargers secondary because I really like they like powder blue uniforms. That's when LT was with them and Philip Rivers and stuff like that. I like them for that, but 
other than that, it's really the Ravens because they just always been like tough. You know, mean the defense, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, just, yeah. That Thugs, team, there, just, you know. And Ed now Reed. we have Lamar. You know, you know Lamar's out of Florida. You know, gotta represent. Gotta represent Lamar. Lamar is definitely like one of my like idols, like a role model. Like, he does everything right, no matter what people say about him. They can down talk him all they want. He's very successful in what he do. So yeah, he's a beast. I, man. I really appreciate hey. that. He won me a fantasy football league a couple of years, uh, two years ago too. So yeah, all I, that I love, he's a running back. He can't throw all that talking. You just keep proving them wrong. Keep proving them wrong. All right, number three. What's your go-to drink when you go out? <sighs> Drinks. What do you mean by drink? Yeah. Cocktails. Oh, cocktails. Uh, I mean, now you know, Casamigos is a big thing. So. Yeah, you get that straight or get Henny straight, but I don't really get too many cocktails like that, like martinis or anything like that. I'm not really like that type of guy. Like I like all types of liquors, but I usually just get things straight. If I if I do get a drink, I, I don't really drink like that. So, all right, all right, number four. If Floyd Mayweather came out of retirement to fight Canelo Alvarez right now, would he win or get the first L of his career? Whoa, I don't know. It's levels to this boxing thing you know Floyd already taught him a lesson you know he's past his prime obviously he's older he's not in training camp but obviously they have time to do all that Floyd is the GOAT a lot of people may not like how he fights mm -hmm. all the extra stuff but if you can't land a clean shot on that man if you can't outbox him if you're not quicker than him you can't beat him to the punch a whole bunch of stuff he just sees a mastermind like and Ooh. Canelo <laughs> definitely learned a lot from their fight He's getting better. He's done. He's doing a lot with the, you know, weight changes and going to different weight class, beating the champs. Even though it's not always the best, you know, person. It's not, you know, just because the person's a champ at a weight class doesn't mean that's the best person in that division. Because it's obviously a lot, right. a lot of box. So, uh, I'm sorry, but I have to go with Floyd. I love Canelo. Yeah. He's a goat in his own sense. But I feel like this fight with Caleb Plant is. That fight is even going to be really tough for him. So I'm hoping that it's tough. I'm hoping that it's a good, you know, competitive fight. I hope it's not just some, you know, even though, you know, Billy Joe came out how he came out. It was a pretty good fight up until, you know, the eye injury. It was a pretty good fight. So I'm but just hoping I, that was telling, does the same. Huh? When I was telling Mike earlier today, like, if you guys, I mean, excuse me, I'm sure you do. Um, Canelo is almost as unhittable as Floyd was in his prime right now yes. like guys can't yes. hit canelo and, and like you said he learned a lot from Floyd. And, and, dude the, the smallest little moves canelo is like the fucking matrix right now just like floyd is at his best so i i told mike today it probably would still be floyd at 44 years old i don't know i thought he was like 50 to be honest with you but he's only 44 floyd years is old different floyd yeah is different i don't know with he's a, just with so a different Full training camp, yeah, he's different. Yeah. Like even now, he, he's out of interest, but like he has all the money in the world. He, he works out probably every day. Like just he just he just in, he's in tip top shape always. It's just like that man. Like he's so disciplined. Like his hard work and dedication. Like the thing that he's always saying, he he lives by that. Like he was taught to do nothing else in life but box. Boxing is like like an art to him. People can say what they want to say about him. Reading his speech, all that crazy stuff they want to like. But he is very. To have that IQ, even if it's boxing, just boxing, that's like you can't you can't touch him. He he's provided wealth for his family for generations and generations. Like people can say what they want because they hate, but 
he's definitely going down as one of the greatest boxers and athletes of all time. So, and and uh, <laughs> and and also like Mike, Mike, me and Mike were having this conversation today, and Mike was like, I could tell you one thing. Floyd's not coming out of retirement for that fight unless he knows for a fact he's going to win. Exactly. If he, if he has a shred of doubt in his mind, he'll be like, nah, I'm staying retired. Fuck you guys. He's a businessman. He's not going to tarnish that record. It's, it's no point. So he's proved everything he had to prove. He beat everybody that they say he couldn't beat. He fought a tough challenges. No matter if people want to say people were past their primes, like even now it's the same thing in boxing. Like promoters don't make the fight happen because whatever reasons, there's so much – you know, politicians in boxing, like, no fight happens in a snap of the fingers. No fight. So, maybe a lot of stuff was out of his control. You know, he was about um, um, Aram at first with top rank, and he bought himself out that contract. So, you know, it's a lot that goes into it. People want to talk down on Floyd, but Floyd is he, – he worked for everything that he, you know, he has, and you just have to respect the person at the day. At the day. You know, you got to respect how he lives or what he spent his money on or who he fought or how he fought. But, as you know, as an athlete – who, who took the, the, you know, the game of boxing to that height, you have to respect him. You have to. Yeah. All right. And last question for you. I think you already kind of answered it earlier. Who do you think wins that, that uh, co-main event on the fight card that you're on? Louis, Louis Palomino versus uh, Datnwin. Uh, you said November 12th. Who you got? It's hard. The, you know, the, um, that dude is pretty the other dude is pretty good too I seen him fighting like he uh, you know upsets a lot of people it's just like that Palomino dude just I don't know it's just something about him I, I just see something in him like I kind of see in myself that's like he's a, he's a beast like he's a dog like he do a little bit of everything he does a little bit of everything good so it's like no matter what you bring out of him like he you know adapts very well the other, the other person you know I don't know too much about him. I've seen him like once I seen him like Head up in there about the fight. I looked at some of his stuff, and you know he's pretty damn good too. But I, you know, I gotta go to Pal- Palomino. Palomino. But, yeah, and um, and uh, it's definitely gonna be a great fight though. Definitely, like it's like people keep calling me. <laughs> like three people call me, and they keep messing up like my my thing. My bad. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Dude. Big, hey, all right, so Big Ben agrees with you. Palomino by assault. Yeah, Palomino by assault. <laughs> Palomino was um. Yeah, he he's a he's a freaking beast. And like you know what I think it is with Palomino, and I think the same thing about Lorenzo Hunt and and uh and even Johnny Bedford, like these guys were good at mixed martial arts, but they are great at bare knuckle fight. And it's it's like and like we said, bare knuckle boxing, bare knuckle fighting are like two different like bare knuckle boxing. If you go to BKB, they go by the traditional boxing rules. If you tie up, they break up, stuff like that. BKFC, you can tie up in dirty box. You can get in a fucking hockey fight. You know what I mean? You could yeah. get an underhook on somebody and keep rocking them. This this sport is picture perfect for guys like Palomino and uh and, and Lorenzo and <laughs> Elvin Brito. It's like guys that were successful in MMA are mm-hmm. flourishing in bare knuckle. And uh, he's one of those guys, and he's he's one of the best yeah. out there for sure. Yeah, I, I watched him like yeah <laughs> definitely all right yeah all right man well so what we're gonna do here and give you a second shout out your sponsors uh give us a give us a go ahead a, um a prediction for your fight against rusty crowder on november 12th um my prediction is you know first round knockout i feel like i'm gonna stop him to be completely honest 
if it doesn't happen, second round, but I don't think the fight goes the distance, to be honest. That's just my opinion. I know how I feel, how my camp has went, how my sparring is going, like my abilities, and I feel like I just I have everything over him. So definitely first round knockout, I think. There you go. All right, All right, man. We have, we have your sponsors across the bottom there. We are very excited to see you fight November 12th in Miami. Everybody get that app and uh, check out BKFC 22 because not only do you get to see Hector and Lorenzo and Palomino and Dat, but you get yeah. to see you get to see this man right here, Howard Davis. Uh, you get to see Marcus Brimage. You get to see Britton Hart and Pearl Gonzalez. What a fucking card you're on, my man. And uh, congratulations to you for getting that debut fight and go get the fucking win. Man, I appreciate you guys for having me, for real. All my sponsors, Upful Blends, OPM, Yardy Fit, Built by D. Will, um, LaRose Productions. If I forget any, sorry, but Glass House, Mouth Guards, The Fighting News. I have so many, like, so many people that's, like, backing me right now that I'm on the spot right now. But trust me, <laughs> I want to just shout out everybody that, you know, supports me on this journey. I want to make all you guys proud. Awesome, all right. man. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome back anytime, and best of luck on November 12th, all right? Thank you guys for having me. You guys be safe, all right? All right. Have Take a good it one. easy. Thank See you. All right, man. Howard H.D. Davis in the yeah. fucking house. He's that ready. Kid seems ultra confident. He's ultra ready. Confident. And if you guys have, if you guys didn't see, that's his uh, Instagram at the bottom there. Go follow him. Take a look at this kid. He's a fucking freak, dude. He's about got about two percent body fat, and you watch his training videos, and he is a fucking scary dude. Yeah, and, you know, and he's like he said, he's training at Slaughterhouse with Kid Gotti, um, one forty five division. Look out because you got a new contender coming in, and he's. He's getting thrown right to the wolves against somebody like Rusty Crowder, who's been in there five times already and really knows the sport. So best of luck to him. Thank you very much for coming on the show. We have another uh, shoot. Well, we got Travis Thompson in the waiting room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, he's about ready. He's about ready in just a minute. Hold on. Mike. Talk amongst yourself for a second. Talk amongst myself. Well, yeah, this coffee this, talk. Yeah, you know what? Oh, here he is. He's popping in, he's popping out, he's popping back All in right. again. All right, we're going to bring him on right now. We're going to bring in Travis Thompson, the animal, the fucking, how many fights has he got in the goddamn BKFC now? Six, seven, he's six or seven fights. The guy's a fucking beast. Um, he's coming off a, a tough loss against an ultra-tough opponent in uh, in Jared Kidgotti Grant. He's three and four, all wars, and uh, he's looking to bounce back. Saturday night against Shady Grady in New York. Here we are, Travis Thompson. What's up, my man? What's up, you guys? I'm already at the casino. I got Jeff Houston here. I got Howie Atherton here. We're all here. We're ready for the uh, fights. I'm here to beat some pussy up. <laughs> nice. We'll be there tomorrow. That's yeah, we'll up. be there. We're looking forward to seeing you uh, in action again, man. You're you're fucking. Um, this will be the third time that we get to see you live and in person. So uh, it's always exciting to quick. see an animal Let's fight for sure. Say again. All right. So tell us about Shady Grady, because uh, we don't really know too much about this guy. Neither do I. I really don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just know who I am. I know that. I I know I can handle. I know what I've been through. Um, you're coming into my sport 
there's nothing you're going to do to me that the champions haven't done or the contenders haven't done. You have no chance. You're getting knocked the fuck out and it's going to be quick. Unless you piss me off tomorrow at weigh-ins, then I'm going to make you endure a shitload of pain and I'll hold you the fuck up and make sure you last all five rounds. I feel like he has a, a, a little bit of a tall uh, 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 hill to climb because you, you fought people like Reggie Barnett, Datwin, Jared Grant. I mean. The best of the best, for sure. Yeah. You know, tra Travis. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Dude, he has no chance. He has no chance. That's what pisses me off is that this dude thinks he has wow. some type of chance here. I'm going to. I talked to your manager, Kevin Smith, earlier today, and I said, I said, Kevin, how are all your fighters? Everybody good? Everybody looking good on weight? Everyone ready? He goes, everyone's good. Travis is pissed off, as always. Uh, he's just fucking ready to kill. I don't know why, but the guy's always fucking mad, and he's ready to go. <laughs> uh, that's the one thing. You, you never want me to be happy, because if I'm happy... Something's not right. When I'm pissed, I'm here to beat the shit out of somebody. I'm not here to be his friend. So. Yeah. How's the weather up in New York right now? Because we're going to make the drive up there in the morning. No different than where I'm from in Pennsylvania. It's cold as shit. So. Shit. Yep. Yeah. You got fans in the... Uh, in the Connecticut. Uh, yeah, so it's just cold for you guys. It sucks. Yeah. You were talking earlier about the kids being in like their clothes. They want the heat on. Dude, I tell my kids the same shit. Put on pants, put on socks, put on a sweater. Heat ain't going on. It's not cold. <laughs> that's, that's, that just, was me. I'm just an asshole to my kids like I am <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> oh, man. Right so, now, yeah. I'm not there. I'll have the heat on, I guarantee it. My fucking neighbor's out there watering his yard today. We had frost this morning. <laughs> like, yo, bro, Wait. fucking take it easy with your yard, asshole. It's fucking 37 degrees outside. Is he using a hose? It's not freezing. It's only 37. Right. right. It's close. <laughs> no, he's got the sprinkler system going, Mike. He's not watering it with a hose like fucking. Dude, I, he better get that fucking shit winterized pretty soon because that fucking shit, the first time that shit freezes could fuck that whole system up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so, Travis, how did how does, how was training camp been with you? Because I know that you, you own a business or you, you work your fucking balls off constantly like like we all do trying to make a living, but you're also fighting for the third time in 2021. So you are one of more, one of the more active fighters on the roster. So you're putting in, you're putting in work, you're putting in training camps, you're fighting. So how was this camp for getting in there for the third time this year? That's the one thing I wanted to make a point of for this one was to put in a camp. I'm not holding anything against Grant. He did a tremendous job. He did a great job when he beat me. Um, I didn't really get to put in a camp. This time I uh, I made sure I quit work early. I was at the gym by three o'clock every day. Um, I'm here to beat the shit out of this guy. There you go. Big Ben says you owe an autograph. Uh, we lost that last part. I said, I've, I've just made sure I was in camp. I had a legit camp and uh, 
He's got that. Now, before you fought this past February, you had a whole year layoff. Did you make it a point to get in there as many times as you could in 2021? And do you want to stay as active as you were this year, you know, in the years to come? Like next year, you want to just stay as active as you were this year? Or was this like a get as much fucking fighting in as you can because you didn't really get too many fights in 2020? I love fighting, so I'll fight whenever you give me the opportunity. Um, I'll stay as active as they let me. I mean, I'll fight every week if they would let me. I don't give a shit. Uh, at least here I get paid. I don't get paid by doing it on the street. I get in trouble. Yeah, they got those laws. Those are a fucking pain. Can, can you... I think we're we're on a little like a I tiny bit of a lag. Tell you. Howie to hey, tell I'm Howie to turn his Wi-Fi on for you. Howie walked away. Oh, I know where Howie went. He probably had a Howie and Hank and Howie show with a fucking dude tonight. Them fucking yeah. fruitcakes. <laughs> Yeah, best show on the internet over there. I, I just made sure for this fight there were no doubts. Um, I'm here to destroy this guy. I'm not here to be his friend. I'm not going to shake his hand. I'm not going to be a nice guy. Um, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. And then whatever, if he wants to get a drink, maybe we'll get a drink. I really don't give a shit. I'm here to do business. Fight, knock him out. Uh, build off the record. And... Uh, Make sure everyone knows who the animal is. I was going to ask you if you guys had like legit beef because between like some of the things you were saying back and forth and stuff, I was like, yo, I I don't know if these guys already know each other and they're going back and forth, but it seems like it's just a regular beef heading into the fight. And then afterwards, it's going to be all good. Ain't no personal shit. No, I don't know who this dude is. I know the Kaufmans know him well, and, and uh, he knows the Kaufmans, but uh, they know what's going to happen. I train at Kaufmans. I'm going to beat the crap. He has no chance. The only chance he has is that I swim so hard, I go through him, and I hit myself and knock myself out. That's the only <laughs> chance he has me hit the ground. <laughs> you know, I love this. So it could be Shady Grady. By uh, Travis Thompson knockout, uh, knocking himself out round three. Yeah, get on, get on, uh, get on bet.ag, betonline.ag, and bet on a self knockout for plus 50,000. It's a hell of a prop bet. Uh, what, what, type, what type of name? What, what type of fight name is Shady? Shady's uh, a guy that stands outside, like in a tree. Yeah, like, you know, you, you wonder what the hell the guy's doing or what he's selling. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've never seen him fight. Tells people, fighter, they get knocked the fuck out. I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit about the guy, but he is 0 and 10. So I have, and I've never seen a single fight. So I, I really, I really have no idea. And like them putting them, them putting him in there with you i kind of feel like is like doing him a disservice for his very first bare knuckle fight that's just yeah. my opinion 
He's going to get hurt for sure. Here's what happens. It's my job. It's my job to root through all the people that should not be here. He wanted to throw his voice at the tryouts or whatever. And whatever. You talk a lot of shit. I'm here to shut you up. I'm here to get you the fuck out of my sport. It's my sport. Not yours. Get the fuck out. Bye-bye. Well, we have no doubt in your in our mind that you're going to put on a show like you always do. Um, yep. You always come ready. Like I said, you're one of the most active guys out there, and you fucking fight like a goddamn animal. Uh, we're going to go ahead and ask you a couple questions real quick, and then we'll let you get up, up out of here because I know you got to – maybe you might have to lose two or three pounds. Do you even? Do you have, do you have to lose any weight? Oh, we yes. Lost. I think he froze a little bit on us. We get this nice front profile, Travis Thompson at 9.19 p.m. <laughs> You're freezing on us. Okay, this is, the, this is the north, everybody. You freeze inside and outside. That's how cold it is here. It sucks. Don't ever move up here. All right. Hey, Trav. We got choppy service with you right now, so we'll we'll yep. go ahead and just we'll let you uh we'll let you go ahead say your last few thoughts, and then we'll let you get up out of here so you can get some rest and get your uh your weight cut in, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. All right, so go ahead, say a few things if you can hear me, and then we'll let you go. I think we uh I think we lost him, my friend. Look at that. Be look at the beautiful picture he gave us to send him send him out with. <laughs> Let's see so if this thing buffers out. Oh, there he is. It buffered out a little bit. Travis. Nah, I no don't think we're gonna get him back. No bueno. All so right. let me uh I'm gonna shoot him a text, just let him know that sure. it's super choppy, and we're just gonna we'll catch yeah. up with him. We'll catch up with him up there in New York tomorrow at the weigh-ins. We'll he can still hear us right now. He can hear us, I think, because yep. he's still he's still down there. Yeah, it's a little bit choppy. It's nice to catch up with the animal. I did. I wanted to ask him, like, hey, uh, you're the animal. What animal are you? You know, what is the exact animal? Speaking of animals, this weekend we have a killer card to look forward to outside of the BKFC. Boom! Look at this friggin' thing. UFC two sixty eight. Two title fights. That's dose. Usman versus Covington, oh, too. That's going to be a good one. We already know what happened. I mean, same thing. Nama Yunus. Here's the thing. Kyle was saying to me that Nama Yunus came in as the underdog. I don't know who the hell the odds makers are. Or is this just a trick where they put Nama Yunus as an underdog and then a bunch of people keep putting a bunch of money down and then they flip the script, you know what I mean? And then just pull all that money in for Zink. Because... I have no idea how she's the underdog after, you know, what she's done in the past, you know, and now what she did to uh, Zhang in the first fight. How the hell could she be the underdog? It doesn't make any sense to me. And then Gaethje Chandler, man. So I read yesterday that Gaethje, Gaethje Chandler are opening the main card because Trevor Whitman has three fighters fighting on the same card. I, I think that's why that's happening. So that, that it kind of gives him... That has room. to be it. 
yeah, it gives him room to be able to train up, like help, uh, you know, Gaethje warm up, have him fight. And then he, you know, Nami Yunus, you can't switch them. They're co-main in main. So he has to do Nami Yunus Usman. So he'll probably go back and forth, warming them up, come out with Nami Yunus, go back, come out with Usman. I mean, he's got some killers. Imagine that he's a freaking coach for those three killers on the left. That's unbelievable. He's got all three of them. Isn't that fucking nuts? So is, crazy. Is, like, honest to God, honest to God. Is is there a is there a better head coach in the last like three years in mixed martial arts than Trevor Whitman? Dude. That fucking dude is a goddamn genius, and like he he communicates with his athletes in the corner better than anybody you'll ever see. The guy fucking has game plans out the ass, and you, you look at his you look at Gaethje and and look that that whole left side there, Gaethje, Rose, and Usman to be the head coach for all three of those fucking guys right now. Good lord, Ben. He yeah, that's he's, he's like, dude. You know who he's like? He's like uh, George Steinbrenner in the fucking nineteen nineties New York Yankees. He's like, oh, you know what I want to do? Go buy fucking a rod. I'm gonna go buy this guy. I'm gonna go. We're gonna have a three hundred million dollar payroll because I want the best roster on the fucking planet, dude. But he's the doing people- it <laughs> without the money. The people he has trained, okay, Kamaru Usman, Rose Namajunas, right, Stipe Miocic, Matt Mitrione, uh, Pat Barry, TJ Dillashaw, Donald Cerrone, Neil Magny, <laughs> George St. Pierre, Ed Herman, Nate Marquardt, Dwayne Ludwig, Brandon, Brendan Shaw, Brandon Thatch, Rashad Evans, whoa, Shane whoa, whoa. Carwin. Dude, uh, those really? aren't like the best people. Uh, Brandon Thatch like the one of the best people, but I mean, he's he's got a lot of fucking. He's trained a ton of people, man. Who's the better Brandon, Shab or Thatch? Well, Shab is Brendan. Oh, I'm sorry, my. <laughs> sorry, dude. Let's go, oh, Brendan. Brendan, yeah. Who who's winning that war between Brendan and uh, Ariel? I think Ariel's. Oh, I Ariel Helwani's killing. Ariel them. is molly whopping those motherfuckers, man. All I, of them. Here's the thing. First of all. Errol Hawani gets points because he's a goofball and he's going against guys who could beat the living shit out of him. Right. So, so you got it. They're kind of punching down, but also punching up because he's definitely the more popular, uh, uh, journalist. Yeah. But, but he's also the, the smaller dude. Right. So he's got the power when it comes to like the pen and it comes to like speaking, I think, but those guys, you know, they're, 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 they were fight. Uh, Well, Brennan was a fighter. Then there, he's going on against a few people, two or three people at one time, right? Yep. And so they got all that ammo that they could be coming up with. And I feel like he's just absolutely destroying them every turn, which I should show them that. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing because you would think that Brendan, you know, would come back with some better shit being a comedian. He, he's not a comedian, dude. He's the worst comedian on the planet. A and comedian? Fuck. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Hey, hey, Mike, I have yeah. an idea. I have an idea. Yeah. And maybe maybe this is a bad idea, but maybe it's not. Why don't we do Stu Not of the Week right now? Let's do it. Let's go. Hey, hey. We got time. Everybody watching, you want us to do Stu Not of the Week? Here we go. I think we got some really good, um, really good candidates. Stu Not of the Week. Everyone. Yes. There they are. The lineup for the Who? week. Who you could know, it be? I had to explain to a few people what a stunad is today. 
I said, somebody out of touch with reality, an absolute fucking moron making bad decisions in life. And today we have four pretty decent nominees. I will start, Mike, mm-hmm. and I will start off by saying, Yuli, don't come to my house. Please don't hurt us. Don't punch me in the face for this. But what you did, my friend, was a little bit of a fucking move of a stoonod, if you ask me. If you guys did not see our boy, Yuli Diaz, the fucking monster himself. Yeah. Got, Always been super nice to us, too. So oh, dude. Yeah. Super cool know. guy. We met him a few times at a couple of different events. Very cool. But you know what he did? He lost his fucking cool. He got somebody talking a little bit of shit on him on the old interwebs. I don't know what this fucking person wrote. I, that's what some, I want to know what they wrote. Somebody like, wrote something that set Yuli off. And Yuli tracked down where this guy supposedly, allegedly. Okay. Let's sell allegedly. That there. Allegedly. Drove but that would make him allegedly house. a stoon odd then, because if he didn't actually okay, he's allegedly he's allegedly nominated a stoon out of the week. Oh, what are you doing, a stoon odd? For finding where this guy, where this internet troll fucking lives, driving to his house and punching him square in his mouth, <laughs> dude. All that's I gotta a, that's say, a guy I don't want to see at my door. I gotta say, dude, you can remember this is just a joke segment, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I gotta tell you, my my man. If you're gonna be famous, you gotta grow a little thicker skin than uh, than what you got right now because screw these people. There's gonna be a million fucking people that are gonna talk a whole bunch of shit all the time, and you can't be driving to all their houses and punching them all in their fucking mouths because eventually you should just invite them all. Hey, everybody, meet here at yeah. ten o'clock on Saturday morning and line up because I and need I to smack fight, all of you with the fucking. Mouth. I will fight all of you at one time. If that happened more often, the, uh, yes, Jessica more. Link. We'll bring it up on yeah, the screen. Yeah, that is true. That is true. She said, oh, "Keep you, clicking on that motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> if that happened more often, though, people wouldn't say so much dumb shit so freely. That is true. Absolutely. Maybe Yuli is a freedom fighter. Maybe he's not such a stunad. Maybe we're thought, the stunads. I thought maybe we're fucking stunads, but I will say if somebody goes to somebody's house for something they say on the internet and assaults them, that's a stunad move. Okay, number two, Mike, who do you want to talk about? I here? say next time you think you need to drive to somebody's house and punch them in the face, drive to my house, have a drink, we'll talk about it. All right? <laughs> and then punch Mike in the face. Then you can punch me and I won't say anything because I ain't a rat because you know what? Snitches get stitches, rats get bats. That's what I learned when I was growing up. That shit don't fly with me. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Inglewood High School. Huh? Oh, okay. Hello, Inglewood <laughs> High School. These sons of bitches just thought that it was a good idea to score 59 points in one quarter of football against their opponent, 59 to zero, and then keep their first fucking string in. Like, what are you guys, a bunch of stew nods? What if, like, imagine if, like, they're quarterback who threw 13 touchdowns in that game broke his leg in like the second quarter like why are you in there what are you guys dumb shit are up grow a brain bro yeah they're up 79 to zero and he breaks his leg he's committed (laughs) he's committed to go to ucla and that happens god i mean thank god he he breaks his leg against a team that they went 106 to nothing against i mean that's that's a sad story they went for two points up 104 to zero. They went for two. <laughs> that's 
That's not good. That is not good. That is not good. Um, we're gonna Who do we pause. got next? We're going to yeah. pause the Stu Nod? Yeah. We're going to pause Stu Nod of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is in the weight room. So far, we got two nominees for Stu Nod of the Week. We're going to put this on pause, and we're going to bring our next guest in. He is a UFC veteran. He is an MMA veteran. You guys know him from the Tough House back in the day, Bisping versus Miller. That season, he had, a lot of big names came out of that season. Yeah, he made 14. his name in MMA. And now he is going to make his name in bare knuckle fighting. He mm -hmm. is signed to make his debut at BKFC 22 against Will Shoot. Is that how you say his name? I, I always fuck yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's shut or shoot or shoot. Yeah. I always mess with Will Shut. But anyways, November 22nd, his name is Marcus Brimage. You all know him, and let's get to talk to him now. Mr. Marcus Brimage, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, right. Thanks for coming on. You were you you're fresh off a, a training session, huh? Yeah, well, I actually went to a training session and then I passed out. And then uh, now I'm up now. <laughs> passed out. Mean? Like I, I saw a picture you put on your Instagram like the other day. You said, I swear to God, I closed my eyes for two seconds. That's what it felt like. I swear <laughs> that's what it felt like. It's like I blinked and I was like, what the hell y'all staring at? <laughs> I, you know what? I work like an hour away from home almost. And people are like, oh, how can you do that ride? And I was like, well, I, I take a ride chair van. So I call it time travel. And I close my eyes. And then when I open them, I'm at work. It's just like time travel. That's, yeah. that's a brave man, dude. I, I remember <laughs> when I was living in Alabama, I used to have to make those trips to where it took like 25 minutes just to get to the interstate. Do not miss those days no more. Yeah. And South Florida, the interstate is like two minutes away. You're always able to hop on. So I, I like that. Like um, the convenience is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, Marcus, you are, like I said, everybody knows who you are from your days in the UFC. I uh -huh. mean, I, to be honest with you, for even the people that weren't the hugest MMA fans, they know that you fought Connor in his uh, debut. So, like, that's like like a feather in your cap. You were the guy that welcomed the fucking guy to the biggest, whatever you want to say, the biggest guy who ever fought in the sport made his debut against you. But... You were uh, you were a tough uh, house member. Yep. Bisping versus Miller's um, season, and you were in that house with the current champion in the weight class that you will be debuting in on November twenty second. Johnny Bedford is the champ at one thirty five in BKFC right now. I believe you're fighting at one thirty five, right? Uh, that is a miscalculation, sir. I oh shit. 145. Yeah. Oh. They can have that 35 shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no like, more of that? No, nah, because, man, you know, it's, it's, it's just too bad of a cut. You know, I literally stopped eating meat and I still walk around about 150. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this shit no more. So I eat very clean and I train very hard. And if and my weight doesn't allow me to go down that far. And then now, you know, we're older. The recovery yeah. is not it's not even worth it. So I'm recovering while I got bare knuckles thrown at my face. Fuck all that shit. Let's just do 45 <laughs> and let me fight at my best ability. 145 needs more fighters. Like that that weight class is in desperate need of more fighters. So I'm so happy that you're fighting at 145. Oh. 
just going to say the same thing, Mike. I was just going to say the same thing with, with, we just talked to Howard Davis and he's making his debut with you getting added to the mix. Um, it's, it's nice to see them finally getting some 145 talent in there because mm -hmm. 145 was kind of like the hot division for a few minutes. And then they all ran They Everyone left Artem Lobov, uh, Jason Knight, um, uh, why did they leave they they, all, they just stopped fighting they just all uh, went oh poly uh poly malinaji, poly malinaji. yeah they all just they, left they all they all just left so no it's nice to see them building that division back up now you you went to the uh the tryouts and uh what what got you to the bkfc tryouts you had this long mma career and then what just what made you decide to take the gloves off and uh head to a bkfc tryout well, during my during my uh, hiatus from MMA, I began to just train other martial arts. I was bored with the MMA and the boxing. And then I reached a level to where I noticed that, you know, it wasn't I wasn't getting better with the uh, arts that I knew, you know. So, and martial arts is like it take you about two or three years, and then you get a poosh, like a huge jump, and then nothing happens, and then three years later, poosh, you get another jump. So now uh, I've been in the game since '05, and like doing MMA, I just wasn't getting those boosh anymore. So I started uh, looking at different styles because I was uh, very just curious, and I started to get into uh, kung fu and um, and a style known as the 52 blocks. And, and I became a yoga instructor. So doing all these things, um, training with 52, training with Kung Fu, uh, and being a black belt in karate, I, I was bare knuckle all the time already. And I wanted to use these skills in MMA, but the thing is, in MMA, the fucking wrestling. Like, they, uh, like they don't have a strike zone, like, kickboxers, taekwondo boxers, any type of um, practitioner of a striking art, there's a strike zone, you know what I'm saying? And that is the zone where you insert your strikes to try to touch them. But wrestling and grappling, there is no strike zone. <laughs> they just get all up in your shit. Yeah. And, and when my uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, when he saw my Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach, uh, he saw me like doing all these hand conditioning things and like uh, chopping wood and hitting trees. He's like, Brimish, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm doing Kung Fu. And then he looked at me and he's like, why are you doing Kung Fu? I was like, I just want to do Kung Fu in 52 blocks. And then <laughs> he left. And then the next day he was like, Brimish, man, you got to do bare knuckle. I'm like what? And now this is my jujitsu coach telling me to do bare knuckle. Like, He's like, no, no, you gotta do bare knuckle. What you're training for bare knuckle and you don't know it. So I'm letting you know that you need to do bare knuckle. I was like, okay, I, I give it a, I give it a try. And um, one of the things he did was he, my opponent was Kyle Bushnik in the X MMA. So he played a videotape of uh, Kyle Barshnik and I told him that mm, when it gets to the ground that's why I get a little nervous and you know when you watch the fights you watch your opponent and you, you start to get these emotions
emotions where I feel good, mm, I don't feel so good. So um, during the fight, you know, the grappling, he was a brown belt in the world. So, you know, the grappling and the boxing. So I was cool with his boxing, but the grappling is still a little, um, his grappling is world-renowned. So he played the fight for me about the BKFC and I looked and I didn't flinch. And then he's like, you see, that's what we need. You are not scared to do the bare knuckle stuff at all. I'm like, no, nah, because jujitsu and wrestling isn't that play. And jujitsu and wrestling are my weaknesses. And since my weaknesses are not in this sport, well, shit, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, I, w I would imagine not having a friggin' wrestle and shit. Like, wrestling seems Hello, like. Yesterday. Oh, my God. Such a grueling sport. Like, just absolutely ridiculous. And, and a lot wrestlers have you know, a lot of success in MMA. If you have a really good wrestling base, you see a lot of yeah. those guys, you have yeah. really good wrestling base that just, control. once they learn how to stand up, they are just so hard to deal with. Yes, they are. The, man, the wrestling, and especially now, it's not a factor like it was in the past, but especially the cutting weight. Now, you get, like, strikers coming in there, and wrestlers have, by the time wrestlers get to the UFC, They've been wrestling all their life, so they got like a good 15 to 20 year advantage on just cutting weight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is and that is a huge advantage for anyone. Like uh what's his name? Joe Diesel. Joe Diesel. Joe Riggs. Diesel. Riggs. No, no, not him, not him, him. The big red Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. No, Johnny Hendricks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. He is he is the prime example. Of yes. that weight cutting shit because he's he was one punch man he was literally touching people and they'll just pass the fuck out and it's like how's he doing this and <laughs> and when you find out that he walks in fight night at two o five it just makes sense you know that you yeah. can't handle that weight so now the UFC gets rid of uh of the IV bags so now you can't cut weight. You have to lose weight. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now um, Johnny Hendricks, he makes his debut. And then, like, he he went to 85, then he went to 70. And then when he went to 70, he looked good because he lost the weight. But there was only one problem. He didn't have the power anymore. He is not. Yeah, he's not a big rig. He's still a rig. But he's not the big rig no more. And the thing is, he didn't change his fight style for his body weight. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that John, Johnny had on top of and being, a, on top of being really good at, you know, with, with the weight cutting and everything, but he was also farm strong, which is a weird different yeah. strength, which yes. I, I could relate to him. I worked on a farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. He's farm strong. Yeah. He, yeah instead yeah. of lifting weights, he's like throwing hay bales and, and, you know, lifting, lifting engine yeah. blocks and shit. Yeah. yeah that's um, that Matt, old school Matt Hughes type of strength. Yeah. Right. Right. But what, what yep. wrestlers also have, uh, what I always notice wrestling is like grip strength and wrist strength. Like some of the strongest, yeah. some of the strongest wrists you'll ever feel wrist. in your life are wrestlers. You, they're just like, you mm -hmm. cannot budge them. It's like gripping a fucking iron pole and then their, their grip mm -hmm. strength. And with the, uh, with bare knuckle and getting the, the tie clinch, like they mm -hmm. just they grip the back of your neck, and like those wrestlers got that fucking grip strength. They can, mm -hmm. you know, pop an apple with their bare hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but now you're in the um, now you're on um, now we're in a uh, environment to where you know uh, for the wrestler to get close to me, he has to 
walk and not take a shot. (laughs) And that that changes, and those little factors changes the fight expeditiously. Yeah. You you talked about uh, martial arts, and then you actually briefly said yoga, and I've seen that you've done a lot of hot yoga. You can see it on your social media. You're very much into yoga. How is that? affected your life you know just as a person and in fighting uh it's made me more uh made me more patient and made me more aware of what's going on like um the the awareness has shot up a lot um my mobility body dexterity is uh pretty awesome too uh doing all the yoga there are things that yoga have done that I believe that will uh, help me in the fight and also to preserve and um, preserve me and uh, give me a sense of longevity in the sport. Yeah, so I don't I, know much about yoga myself. I, w- I was just going to say, I've done yoga probably three times See? in my life. And uh-huh. it was because my, my wife brought me to it. And mm-hmm. I, I could tell you that maybe if I did it more, I would get better at it. But like, I have like blown out my ankles. 80 freaking times in my life playing sports. And like my thing was when we're doing like the standing on one foot, my, my ankles were so fucking weak. I couldn't, I couldn't do half the things cause I didn't have the, the mobility. I mean, the stability, the stability in my, in my yeah. ankles. But, but I would imagine that over time I would get better at that. Right. Yoga would help with that. Yeah. Like anything else. And then that's, Stability that was that was weakness trying to leave your body, but you said no, 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 stay, stay, don't do, don't go nowhere, you know. And that's and that's what happens. You just got to keep pushing it. Like I ruptured my Achilles, I blew my knee, blew my meniscus, PCL, tore my shoulder, broke my thumb. So I got I'm up there too. I'm not fucking Dan Henderson, but you know I, I got a couple under my belts too, you know. And um, the yoga has helped out a lot. So I like it. It uh, helps me look good, and and truth be told, it just makes you feel good. And why not do stuff to make you feel good if it's not illegal? <laughs> now, do you do you, uh, like meditate and stuff like that too? Yes, um, I, I don't meditate like I should. It's all I do like maybe five uh, to ten minutes. Like uh, there are people who um, do it for like 30 minutes. I got up to 30 minutes. I did it for a week straight. But um, yeah, meditation is key, but I would like to do it a little longer. All the ripping and running I'm doing, sometimes it don't allow me the time to hit my meditation goals I would like. What is the difference between like, is there a difference between regular meditation and transcendental meditation? Or is that just like the longer way to say it? That's the, that's, the, that's the long way to say it. Long <laughs> way to say it in like a, a different, in a different process. Cause there are like some people who are like the way we train MMA, they, they meditate and uh, it gets you a certain aware, a certain awareness and, you know, a little bit of enlightenment because they're always seeing things from a different perspective, but it's just the time it takes to meditate to achieve that that mental transcendence versus me training because somebody's trying to punch me in the face with a bare knuckle. It's just the, the priorities, you know what I'm saying? 
Now, Susan Walker in the in the comments says, I've never been able to meditate. And I have I've never actually tried. I'll be honest, I've never tried to meditate in my life. Cause honestly, I feel like I just fall asleep. Uh-huh. How do you not fall asleep? <laughs> well, um, it, it's just yeah. a it's just a constant practice. Um, like for instance, um, I couldn't meditate either because I have a problem with closing my eyes. Like like um, it was weird. I was told to sit there and meditate, and I couldn't close my eyes because I felt like I needed to be aware of what the hell's going on, like subconsciously. So mm-hmm. I couldn't close. I, I had to fight to keep my eyes closed because. And, and you know what's funny? I was. I even practiced this. And I was by myself. I couldn't close my eyes by myself. I'm like, man, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like it just felt like I needed to be aware of what's going on at all times. And and that outer awareness takes away from your internal awareness. So there's a lot of stuff going on on the inside, but we're so stimulated by all the act by you know Facebook, life, you know, going outside. You you're so stimulated by these things, you don't take the time to go within. Yeah, I I hear. And bare knuckle, we getting deep. Yeah, no, I I love it. Yes. <laughs> nah, man. So, hey, back to bare knuckle. Let's bring that back up. Um, the tryouts, the tryouts. Uh, stepping into the ring with the the man, the man himself, Lorenzo Hunt. Talk a little uh-huh. bit about that. Why were you the only one that stepped up there? What was that all about? Or the only one we saw, right? I mean, at least the only one we saw. Sir, sir, I got sir, I got big nuts. I mean, don't, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> um. So the uh, tryouts, the tryouts, I was, uh, I actually wasn't supposed to try out. I was just supposed to talk to Dave Philbin and he didn't show up that day. So uh, my manager was like, well, he didn't show up. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm already, I already did yoga and Kung Fu. Might as well give me a little, might as well give me a little training in while I'm here. So after that, I was just looking for an opportunity to show out and we'll, and we'll look at here. Mr. Lorenzo Hunt said exactly what I was thinking. If you think you deserve a title shot, bring your ass up here. Well, shit, I do. And that's and here I am. That's freaking amazing, man. That's awesome. So so that kind of leads me into another question that I had. So you you fought for a long time. You fought in the biggest organizations in the world. You have mm-hmm. not made your debut yet with the BKFC, but how has um the relationship between you and, and the new company that you're working with, Ben, have you been in good communications with them? Have they been uh, welcoming to you or, but you just told well, me that he didn't show up for a meeting. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, um, yeah. That felt, I mean, you know how many times, uh, as a matter of fact, I went and talked to him at the BK event, uh, the BKC event with uh, Palmino Falk and John Gutman, which, which started the whole Hector Lombard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was we went there. there. Yeah. Dude, that, that, night, that night was awesome. It was, it was crazy, but it was awesome, too, you know? And uh, after the fight, I even went and I, I was able to approach him and talk to him, told him who I was. He gave me his number, never responded again. I was like, okay, all right, all right, that's fine, that's fine. So I did the professional way, got management, and guess what? Still no response. I said, okay, so obviously I got to show the fuck out. So and when Lorenzo gave me the green light to show the fuck out, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> nice. Took advantage. It was your moment. 
Mm-hmm. You took that. Yeah, yeah. I used, to, used to play that eight mile song like in the background before I jumped in. There you go, man. That's awesome, man. Well, I you love know, that picture. I was going to say that picture, the Hulk picture in the background, is that part of like a set or is that just like a, it's own that picture oh, there of uh, the Hulk? This is, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big guy. So this is, this is the Hulk right here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then there we have, and we have Captain America. Right there it is. Here. Nice. I knew there was others. I had a feeling like there'd be another one to like kind of match that set. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Dude. We're big Marvel fans over oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. man, Marvel uh, runs the world. So uh, everyone's, I'm kind of hesitant with the Eternals, but I'm still willing to give it a try. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking forward to uh, Blade when he makes his uh, debut. Looking forward to Moon Knight. And yeah, it's a, it's Marvel's got the thing on lock, man. Spider-Man comes out next month. So Hell yeah. Like yeah. Hell yeah, so, that, that Spider Man, that Spider Man he, with the multiverse and everything that's going on, it's just so absolutely cool. insane. Hey, so, uh, which, which one of these shows, what was your favorite of the three Disney Plus Marvel shows? Uh, WandaVision, uh, Loki, Winter Soldier, and Loki. Which one was your favorite? You know what? I um, I enjoyed the, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because, um, like, Captain America's world is like, James Bond world, but on steroids, you know, like, and I remember, uh, for real, like, when I was watching The Winter Soldier, and, you know, I was, uh, I, I totally forgot what movie I was watching, like, because there was so many You're drive -bys. Yeah. I was like, yo, what the fuck, man? I thought this was a superhero movie, like, it, like, there was just so much gun toting going on, and I like that secret spy, you know, military kind of like world because i understand those are world so i i kind of like that world you know so that was a that was a very good catch seeing the u.s agent seeing the chicks from wakanda beat his ass like it was it was a uh, very good uh loki and one division all right loki was very thought-provoking like mm -hmm. yep. I, it, it really made you think i i that one now one division see this is what i tell uh this is why i tell men that uh get wrapped up in fast women i said bro you in one division <laughs> like he can't see nothing but what she cast you know what i'm saying like, you in one division no man she loves me okay <laughs> <laughs> she got a spell on you that's awesome man uh, we love i love yeah, that I, and uh and <laughs> All of them, and even uh, what was the one? Uh, what if the what if series that just came out was badass? I haven't too. seen that one yet. Myself. You guys gotta watch that too. But hey, we got some oh, we got some oh, speed round questions for was... you. Oh, you watched that? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched man. I watched everything Marvel. The only thing that's better than Marvel is Dragon Ball Z, and y'all not ready for that conversation. <laughs> no, we're, we're <laughs> definitely not. I'm not. I don't know <laughs> enough was... about it. I told I told Mike there today we, we know. So I asked Mike what was the thing you used to wear to the weigh-ins back in the day when I don't know if you still do that but you used to wear that headgear and I was like what is yeah. that from and he said it's he is said it? it's from Dragon Ball Z and I'm like right. I got to be honest I've never seen a single episode of it 
I knew that much, you know, I didn't know a whole bunch, but I knew that much. I, I, I have friends that were way into Dragon Ball Z, but I didn't personally watch it. So I, so I know Goku and Vegeta and I do know that I know the Dragon Balls. I, I kind of know, but it, it was so long ago and now I don't know really much about it. So no, I'm definitely not ready to go there with you. <laughs> he froze out. He froze out. It must've been the Dragon yeah, Ball. Oh, there he is. Yeah. So, oh, no, I, um, my comment, because, you know, both of y'all was like, oh, uh, I haven't seen Dragon Ball and all this stuff. I just want to let you guys know that you two are shitty Americans. So that's it. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry. Shitty Americans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm over here, a 20-year veteran in the Army. He's a 13-year veteran in the Army, and now we're shitty Americans. God right. damn it. Hey, hey I'm going to have to go back and watch it. in the Air Force, so I I'm qualified nah, I, I'm these, uh, shitty Americans because I did a decade you, in the U.S. Air Force, too. <laughs> you know, you said a oh, few you minutes ago that you were used to. There ain't to... no civilian talking to that, You were saying that, and I was that. like, yeah. The military. I, like, yeah, my, yeah. yeah, my father is a 30-year veteran in the uh, U.S. Army. My brother went to Annapolis, graduated from the Naval Academy, and nice. then cross-trained into the Army. And I went to the Air Force and after 10 years, I'm like, yeah, and then I left. <laughs> awesome. That's well, thank awesome. you. Yeah, great, man. Thank you for your service. That's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Is that my computer? Y'all can thank me by watching Dragon Ball. I just thought y'all should know that. Hey, when, when, Venom <laughs> Page, when, when Michael Page uh, needs Cyborg's forehead in, he rolled that ball towards him. Is that from it's Dragon Pokemon. Ball? Oh, that's, no, that's Pokemon, you sacrilegious. Oh, See? that's Pokemon. Last Beamer. I heard the word ball. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see the pokeball you roll it, it it opens up and it sucks in the pokemon so that's what he was doing he caught him essentially that's uh, what he was portraying is that he now yeah. caught his pokemon so now once you catch them now they work for you they like fight for you they're yours see, I oh, tried you train them. In, the, in the fifth grade and i got uh i got detention because there's a girl i like and i hit my pokeball and bam <laughs> <laughs> and i was saying i got in trouble so it's whatever <laughs> Yeah, hey, I, I, I sounds go, pretty Kyle. smooth. Sounds pretty smooth move to me. I feel like, yeah. damn, that was good. <laughs> All right, so here, here's what we're going to do, Marcus. We're going to ask you five non-fight related, not that we've been talking about fighting for the last fucking 10 minutes. We've been talking about Marvel and Dragon Ball Z and shit. But here we go. We're going to do a speed round with you. First question for Marcus Brimage. What is an unwritten rule that you live by? Hmm. Uh, just go and roll. Do unto others as you wish they'll do to you. Fair good enough. rule. That's that's a good rule to live by, everybody. Okay. Number two. Favorite TV show all time. Dragon Ball Z. And it's a cross between Dragon Ball Z and Martin. I fucking Mine. love it. Yeah, I spit like... I don't, I don't go out my way to see it, but if I flip a channel and Martin comes on, I'm pretty much going to stay and finish the episode. I love Martin. Oh, yeah. The oh. Bro man from the fifth floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Who is your favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan? I'm hoping that you man, listen to Method Man and the Jizz of the Genius, man. Off the chain, bro. It's, it's between because Method Man got the charisma. But man, the jizz of man, he got the lyrics and he got the genius. 
to match. So, so I just look at your wall, Kyle. Look at my wall right here. Uh, yes, sir. That's right behind you. Wu Tang, Wu Tang forever. Here it is. Um, so I actually sent a a a uh, video to my boy today. Hold on, I'm going to look up what it was called. Method Man and Papoose did a song called Heat Seven. Look that up. Okay. Method, it came out a month ago. Method yeah. Man at, at 50 years old okay. is the best lyricist on the planet. I swear to God. I yeah. My, my, like my boy, why hip hop is cool because hip hop doesn't have really an expiration date like fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like these 50, if they were still rapping and stuff, like I don't want to see Jay Z against these young guys because it's not fair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, imagine like if Muhammad Ali didn't get over, and, and then now I'm going to fight against somebody who's been the man for 40 years. You know what I'm saying? That's scary, you know? And, and like hip hop. You can grow because as you grow, your flows are supposed to grow. You're supposed to talk about different things. And that's why it's hard for me to listen to hip hop because everybody talking the same shit. Everybody selling the same drug and fucking the same bitch. And it's just like, y'all doing this. It's, it's no difference, you know? And, yep. you know, Jay Z talks about assos, uh, relationships, uh, being a good father, you know what I'm saying? And, that's more on the wavelengths I am, but those type of people in hip hop is hard to find older men in hip hop, you know, Andre 3000, you need to drop another album, man. We need you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. just, yeah. well, I was playing, I was playing this in, in like red man put out a song called 80, 80 bars, like a couple months ago. Yeah. And it's like one of the best songs I've ever heard in, in 10 years. And I said to Mike earlier today, I'm, Oh, I was playing it at work and another guy was like, how old is meth now? And I said, I looked it up 50. And then I was like, dude, Ghostface, 51, Raekwon, 51, uh, the, the Rizzas, 52, the Jizzas, 55. Yes. These guys are all, these guys are all oh, still geez. better. They're better than every rapper that's out right now. It's yep. just, yeah. They're grand. They're in a, in a sense of uh, martial arts. They're, they're grandmasters. So grand like, master. Yeah, they're grandmasters of, of hip hop. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Do you really want to go up that hill? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and <laughs> and it seems like most of the people in hip hop are not even trying to go to the hill. They're just trying to be the best at the bottom. Hey, do you know Houston? Right. Al- do you know Houston Alexander? Are, are you friendly with him? Do you know him? Uh no, the Lieutenant Wharf. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know him personally. All right. Well, Lieutenant Wharf because he got like a clean on forehead. That's, yeah. But so, that's just... <laughs> so what we should do? We should do a uh, a hip hop edition of the Mike and Miss show, and we should have Marcus on and Houston. Houston's like a hip hop enthusiast. He's a DJ. Yeah. yeah. So... I'm gonna tell you right now, we had like a 20 minute conversation with him yep. about old school hip hop, and Let's it was get like the, the foundation. Best shit ever. And like the people in the comments were like, "What the fuck is going on here? I thought this was a combat sports show." Uh, <laughs> we're like, yeah. he has. He has a Houston Alexander Foundation, and what he does is he brings all of that culture, you know, the hip hop culture and graffiti and break dancing to uh, youth, you know, and 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 you know, I I don't know exactly how uh, he he does it, you know, if there's like a youth center that they go to and they they do all these different things. He said that they go around to schools and they teach like 
the 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 foundation of hip hop to the youth the of America right now, so people can understand yeah, where are, like skill set, like the the history of it, like who the uh-huh. pioneers were, yeah, were how how breakdancing was like the the birth of hip hop and like graffiti art involved in hip hop and yeah and we were we were like wow that's Beat like Street. the coolest foundation uh, I've ever heard of. The culture love because that's another thing about these these rap artists like like uh, as a fight fan I can talk to you about about fucking Fedor and Kevin Randall man and fucking Felony Charles Bennett and Vandalay you like those are legends in the sport you know what I'm saying and like most of today's rappers they can't even name people that was they can't even name like real legends of hip hop you know. Like mm-hmm. and that's and that's so weird because how are you gonna be a rapper and you don't know your history? Like, like especially like me being a fighter. Uh, I went back for some reason and I saw the fight with Sakuraba and uh, Carlos Condit. Holy shit, that was such a good fight! Like, I, I wasn't at the time it came out. I, I wasn't skilled enough to appreciate it, but when I went back and I just saw it i'm like whoa that was some slick shit going on there and you have to be able to appreciate it but that's me going back as a historian you know how boxers yeah. i got that from hanging around boxers boxers would would emulate other boxer style you know and that's how that's how they would learn just like yo you know who charlie burley is i'm like no just fucking look him up you know and then, and then, and then you go around come back and have a conversation with them and tell them who Charlie Burley is, what did he do, uh, what the style his fighting is. And, you know, now you got a person to emulate from the past. But in in hip-hop, who who, who the fuck are they emulating? Yeah. Uh, now, we could we could, we can literally do this for an hour, but we're going to move on. We got forever. two more questions. Here we go. Let's, <laughs> let's bang them out. Go ahead. Favorite martial arts movie? The Ray Redemption, baby. That's yes. I, I'm telling you, it made me believe that Kung Fu is real. Like after seeing yes. those guys fight, I'm like, oh, what did you see that? So, <laughs> and it got it got me Dragon Ball hype when I saw that. That movie, I discovered that on deployment. Remember that, Kyle? Yep, and yep, I shared it, me. and pff, awesome, awesome, Insane. awesome movie. Insane. He, he that changed. Like, that, that reunited the spark in me like crazy, and. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, fuck, I'm going to do Kung Fu because I wanted to learn how to fight like that. Like, what, what, what is that? Like, you know, I'm a professional fighter. You know, that's that's not that's not a jab, cross, hook. What the fuck was that? You know what I'm saying? So now understanding fight from a different uh, art and per different perspective. Awesome. And last question for you. If you were not a professional fighter, what would you do? What would your dream job be? What would my dream job be? Um, be honest with you, uh, outside of teaching martial arts and yoga, I pretty much don't like anything else. I uh, I tried being a juvenile probation officer, and that was one of the most horrible experiences I have ever faced in my life. And I was just <laughs> nah, I, I'd rather go back to fighting and, and figure it out from here instead of... Um, entertaining the fuckery that's in the juvenile justice department there you go all right marcus brimage you are a fucking legend in the mma game you are about to try to 
plant your flag in the bare knuckle game. Yep. Go ahead, shout out anybody you want. Ain't to no trying in this bitch. I'm gonna plant my flag. You plant your flag. Ain't no, no, try, no. And like and like plant Mike said, earlier, like Mike said earlier, we are so glad that I'm so glad to hear that you're in the you're gonna make your uh, living in the 145 division because yeah. that, that division needs yeah. some killers. And I feel like they're building up some killers, and this is fucking awesome to see. Um, go ahead, shout out any sponsors you want to shout out, and if you want to give us a prediction for the uh, the fight on November twelfth, go ahead. Um, I would like to give a shout out to the Lost Legacy Martial Arts. Uh, very thankful and grateful for them. Uh, Evolution Martial Arts, uh, Grandmaster Legrand, Sifu Pedro, and also. Uh, Seafood Lester, um, the 52 Blocks organization. Thank y'all so much for showing me all the mad love. Uh, the Macau brothers, uh, the jujitsu guys that got me into doing bare knuckle. Uh, and right now, that's what, that's about it. And my fight prediction is my hand raised. There is no other way. There you go. Beautiful. Thank you very much for coming on the show. You are welcome back anytime. Uh, mm -hmm. If if some miracle happens, Mike and I might end up in in uh, Miami, but we're probably not going to be there. But you're welcome to come back on and talk about your fight afterwards. Okay, and um, but if I do that, you got to watch like at least like four episodes of Dragon Ball so we can have an articulate conversation about anime. <laughs> all right, all right, deal, deal. We're uh, that's a done deal. I'll get my ten year old to watch it with me, and that kid will, <laughs> he'll educate my ass because he's so, so good there we with that. Go. You're, you're, you see now that you're you're losing your shitty American car by educating the youth in the ways of Dragon Ball. I, I, uh, yeah. I, sir, I salute you. All right, brother. Thank you very much for coming on and best of luck on November 12th. We'll talk to you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Take Later. care. All right, dude. That was Marcus Brimage. Yes, it was. Marcus Brimage making his debut November 12th on the same card as Hector versus Lorenzo Palomino versus Dat in uh, Britain Beltran versus. Oh, yeah. Let's Chris give Martin. a shout out real quick to Christopher no. J. Rothstein because he he is the manager of Marcus Brimage and he he uh, answered the call when we had asked to get Marcus on. So thank you, Chris. And we also he's also the announcer for uh, uh, Game Bread Fighting Championship. That is true. That yes. is true. But Mike, we have one last guest for the evening. Yes, we do. She is fighting Pearl Gonzalez on November twelfth. Yeah, in Miami. BKFC twenty two. Is that card not fucking stacked to the fucking rafters, dude? It really is. That's that's a great card, dude. Hector and Lorenzo. Oh that and Palomino, you Jeez. got fucking Marcus Brimage making his debut on there. Yep. You got you got uh Howard H. D. Davis Howard is gonna H. D. be fighting, Davis on fighting on there against Rusty Crowder. You got fucking Pearl Gonzalez making her second walk to the square circle in, in Miami. Same, not in the same not in the same, same. building, but in, in <laughs> Miami. I don't know if it's Hollywood, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, whatever, but there she's gonna be fighting against who is the most active female fighter on the roster? She is three and zero this year. This year, looking to go four and zero in a twelve-month calendar year. Mm -hmm. Suck it, Trebek. Nobody else has ever done that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what anyone says. No one's ever done that. But her name is Britton Beltran, and she is here with us. 
Oh, hey guys. Boom. What's up? Yeah, that's right. Make Britain great in the house. I love how people are saying I'm through, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Cause I, I always say, you know, when you get older, you're like, damn, just, I wish I could go back and do things. And then, you know, you hear these awesome catchy quotes, like, you know, your past doesn't define you. And it's really nice to know that, like, look at this year, this year has been the best year of my whole entire life by a landslide and it's only getting better. And it's kind of like, that's how you see things pick up speed. It's a snowball effect and there's no slowing this, this down. That's for sure. You're all the way up right now. You're having a good damn year. Good damn year. See, Mike, she says this is the greatest year of her life because she's 3-0 in the BKFC, but she also married someone, too. That's oh, right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. definitely the number one reason why this is oh, the that's best the, year of life. It is awesome that I'm winning, too, but being married is, is definitely the highlight of the year. Now, Britton, did you do an interview somewhere? I, I mean, how did this fight come about? And I'm, I'm going to ask you this question because about two weeks ago or a week ago, maybe Pearl put something on her Instagram saying, I don't know who the fuck this bitch thinks she is saying that I'm an easy fight. And we were trying to figure out who the fuck it was. You actually commented in it and said it wasn't me, but I'd like to know who it was. But was it really you? Yeah, it was me. That's why it's kind of <laughs> funny. I was like, someone tagged me in it. And I was like, I listened to it. And she was like, you know, blah, 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 this whack-ass bitch. Can't even punch and move. And I was like, oh, no, she's not talking about me. <laughs> but she was. So I don't know. Where Say I what? Yeah, I thought I was great at punching and moving. So now, you know, now, hey, the cat's out of the bag. So, you know, um, that's I guess that's what, what I'm going to do. So I, you know, I'm, you know, infamous for that. Uh, when you tell me I can't do something, that's what I'm going to go and work the hardest at. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what's going to happen on, I guess, November 12th in Miami. Crazy. You know, it is really short notice. So I apologize to all my sponsors, to all my fans, to all those people who really want to get behind me, like to make plans to come and see me or support me. And I feel like they're really the ones that are being cut short. But for me, you know, you know, that. I said the words and I'm living up to it. You know, I said that she's the fight I want. And out of all the females on there, you know, I, I do think that's the best fight for me. So, you know, I'm not going to turn it down. I've never turned down from a fight. That's why it's crazy when you see all these other female fighters that are like, you know, oh, she's scared of me or not sign the dotted line. I'm like, dude, when I get a contract, I never not sign the dotted line so we don't have to worry about that we don't ever have to worry about me saying oh no i don't feel like fighting them if i get a fight i don't care if it's a you know i want it to be a six-week notice i think that i deserve that i think that i'm not a journeyman or the b-side anymore i think i earned a top dog position which would be warranted more advice and notice on a fight but at the end of the day you know i'm a real fighter you know and, and the fans are coming for the real fighters so there you go. You know, no excuses. And when people call on me, here I am showing up. Why did this fight pop up like so all of a sudden? Why did that? Happen yeah, like that? you know, I think it goes back to that little video that she made. Because, uh, again, when I seen it, I kind of forgot. Again, the, the interview, um, I think it was MMA Uncensored. Uh, they did it right after my Jenny Savage fight. So, again... You know, you can't really hold me 100% accountable for things I say right after I'm going bare knuckle and, you 
know, getting punched in the face. And, and again, on cloud nine with Joey, I mean, that was definitely, I, I just don't know how you top a moment like that. But I forgot all about it. So when she was saying this shit and blah, 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 people were like, oh, yeah, Britain. I was like, what? And I, I was like, um, she said something in there. Like, she was like, to, for her to say she's scared of me or that I'm scared of her. And I'm like, man, that doesn't sound like something I would say. Is she an easy fight? Yeah, I absolutely said that. And I owned up to that 100%. And I even said that she was, you know, I said her fight was boring and, and everything, um, which is my opinion. And then I, but I really thought, I was like, I never said that she was scared of me. So I went searching for that interview and I found it. So I was like, I listened to it and, um, you know, I didn't say, I don't think I said anything disrespectful. I definitely didn't, didn't lie. I didn't say that she was scared of me. I didn't say that at all. Did I say it was an easy fight? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, I didn't say necessarily an easy win. I said it was an easy fight. You know, for me, a, a lot of these people are silver spoon fed. You know, I'm used to, to fucking struggling and, and having a really fucked up life and get hit by, by people that are twice the size of me. So yeah, a girl that's, you know, in my weight class in, in a, in a ring with a referee and two minutes, that's fucking easy to me. Like it's, it sucks to kind of put it in that perspective, but fucking, you know, and, and really that's my MO. If you told me to fight Godzilla, I would be like, yeah, that's easy. I got that. You know? So that's just my perspective on who I am. And I have to have a hundred percent, you know, belief in myself. And there's some things that I think I can do. And there's some things I know I can do. And that's just one of the things I know I can do. So, you know, that that's not anything disrespectful to her. It's just a hundred percent belief in myself. So, uh, anyways, she made that video. I feel like it was kind of a bitch move on her part because she didn't say my name. You know, I feel like if it was that disrespectful and I really fucked up on, on those lines, she would have been, she would have said my name. So, you know, I think that it's just hmm. uh, the heat of the moment. I do really think it was a spontaneous thing. I think that it was kind of authentic in that, that she saw it and then she just made that video real quick. Cause I feel like if it was like a known plan thing, she would have name dropped, uh, would have been more evident who it was. Um, so I think when she made that video, it was like, Oh shit. You know, do you think that, do you think Let's that, go ahead and make do you think that BKFC contacted Pearl like right away or did she contact them and say, I want this fight? Yeah, absolutely. I really think that she did. And, she you know, I could be wrong, but I think that she made that, th that you know, the little video. It was kind of like, it kind of reminded me when I made that video um, about Paige. And, um, you know, if I didn't make that video, I don't think I would have gotten the Paige fight first. But because I went out of my way to make that video, it kind of like put a little bit of pressure on BKFC. So I think when she made that video it kind of put the pressure on there. And I think that she did ask for it. I think that she was mad and offended and I ruffled up her feathers. She saw the video. It was like two months old and was like, Oh hell no. And then made the call sporadically. And now we got to fight. So, um, you know, I don't, it's crazy. Cause I, I think, you know, not only am I the most active fighter, but I'm, I, I guess the most controver controversial fighter on the roster because damn, I get in a lot of problems with these girls. People talk about you a lot on on Facebook, and I was gonna ask, like, your life, I feel like, has completely changed. And I, I I didn't really know you before the first time you came on when Kyle was doing the show last year by himself. 
you came on the show. That's when I like met you basically through the show. And then we went to Knucklemania and you fought Paige. And I would say, and maybe you'll probably agree with this, that you upset her because I feel like people thought like, oh, Paige Van Zandt's fighting. I don't know who this other girl is, but she's going to lose. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I felt like going into it. You went in there and you upset. And then I feel like after that, you've kind of just skyrocketed this whole year and you've killed it. Your life has completely changed. I would imagine. What do you think? How is your life now that you beat Paige and then went on and had this uh, fantastic gear? How, how, how awesome has your life been? Yeah. You know, I sit down with um, Joey and our coach today. And, and you got I married. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, um, it's crazy, but like, I, you know, don't want this to happen, but if I was to die tomorrow, I completed 99.9% of my life goals. You know, like all the dreams I set out, I wanted to try and find my one true love that I had really desperately given up on a long time ago. And I found that, you know, I, I, I wanted to be a winner. I wanted to have the underdog story. I've had that. The only, you know, the only thing, um, and you know, I want my kids to be happy and healthy and, and be a good example for them and never quit and never, you know, fall victim to like conform to what other people want you to do. Um, and I've done that. And really the only thing, the only point zero one percent that I haven't done is, is win a title. And I don't even think that that's really even reflecting on my, my fault right now, because I have been winning. I've done everything, you know, been on main events. Uh, I've proved that I, you know, but it's never seems to be kind of one of those things that's enough for other people. Like again, Paige Van said, I was chose to lose. And now that I beat her, I really felt like I felt like beat her at her best. And she was a, a, you know, definitely an elite athlete and definitely put a lot of work into her first BKFC pro debut, where if she would have won, it would have made her really, really wealthy. Why wouldn't she have trained her hardest for it? But now people have seen her lose again. So it's like, oh, Britain beat a zero and two person. She's not really good. And then Jenny Savage, everyone thought I was going to lose that fight. And when I beat her, they're like, oh, Jenny Savage sucks. So I feel like even with this Pearl fight, you know, again, ex-UFC, Invictus star, fucking OnlyFans, all of a, all, a bunch of followers, you know, I'm going to fight her. And, and I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, oh, Pearl's going to fucking blow through Britain. And when I beat her, people are going to be like, oh, Pearl sucks. So it's like, you know, I'm really just done trying to please everybody. Like at the end of the day, the friends and family that I have that are next to me, my kids and my husband are who I have to answer to. And, you know, when you look at uh, BKFC and some of the things they're doing, it's kind of like, you know, this isn't the bachelorette. This isn't Pornhub. This isn't, you know, this is fighting. Like I'm on there to be a fighter. I don't have fake tits. I don't have fake ass. I'm not doing all that shit. I'm fucking fighting and winning. And isn't that enough for everybody? Like, but it, it doesn't seem to be that way. So for me, again, that goes back into saying this year has been fucking awesome. My life is awesome. But really, why is it awesome? Is it, is it because I'm winning? Because really, that's doing jack shit for me. But I really think it's because it, it brought me to someone that is like 
ultimately my soulmate. Ultimately, we can grow together. We inspire and motivate. We do all these great things. We coach and, and work with kids. And you can really see like me and Joey light up in that way. And make that's Lisa Loeb where... TikTok videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, who cares? So there might be some people that make fun of us. And, but I we're fucking happy. We're happy. And anyone mm. who like, you know, tries to cast shade or darkness on on people that are like truly happy it is like out of jealousy or envy um or just because they're, they're miserable and they want it so uh yeah anyways back to it my life's great i have an amazing life i train every day with somebody that's my freaking best friend and we laugh and joke and um i met some amazing people i'm with karma coin now oh my god talk about that they're so like their hashtag be magical karma coin has not again fuck fighting that hasn't fucking done anything besides you know i can say i'm a winner right now i can say i, I should be number one and again i'm super excited to be bumped back to number one come miami but like i'm with really good people that are changing my life you know joey's changing my life my kids change my life they're you know i'm happy that i have money to go and and take them on these great vacations and life experiences and and you know we're talking about taking my son to, to california for the first time he's never been on a plane he's never been on the west coast and for me to give memories and experience to my kids that's changing my life that's where you're seeing the glow being with karma coin that's changing my life um you know now i'm with you know healthy one and has really stepped up and and they're helping me so yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy with the people I have in my life. I'm really am. You guys, you know, I've been on your show like numerous times. And, and so it shows that personal relationships mean everything because, you know, I, we're not here for a long time, but we are here for a damn good time. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I want out of my life. And um, again, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I'm going to make sure that I live my life today how I want it. And that's by being true to myself, real, loving the people around and not having any regrets when, when it's my time. You're like, you, you're really like, um, like the ultimate role model for the, the modern day female right now. Like honestly, and, and I'm not shitting on anybody that has, that uses their, like, cause you are a beautiful woman. And if you wanted to, you could fucking start a fan page or you could start an OnlyFans and you can do the same shit that everyone else is doing, but you're not. And you're living a happy life doing it. And it's proving to all the like, you know, teenage female athletes that are out there or all the young girls that like look up to, to you guys that like, you don't have to fucking expose yourself on the internet to make no, money. And that's you what, know what I mean know. or or to even like succeed I mean it's getting these other girls fights to be honest with you and, and absolutely it really is they're 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 like banking on their looks and their Instagram follows to get fights but then then they're running into Britain Beltran and they're getting fucking buzzed down real quick so yeah, I mean good no good idea. for you uh, to 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 be a mother and to be a role model like you are it's really awesome good for you Thank you. And, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, a respect thing too. Now, I mean, I get it. I guess if you're single, whatever, but even like to single girls, like, I mean, Joey gets, so, you know, Joey knows, but at the end of the day, it's like, 
I remember being younger. It was like, if you want men and you want the world to respect you, you gotta, you know, you gotta earn that respect. And it's not by taking your clothes off. It's not by fucking, you know, giving hand jobs and blow jobs to get ahead. It's, it's not by shaking your ass. It's if you want, and, and if you do that, I'm not knocking it, but you're not going to get that. You're not going to get the same respect in the long run. Um, and it's going to come back to, to bite you. And you know, that that's, you know, even with Joey, like, I feel like that's why our relationship is so amazing. We have such a very physical and intimate relationship, but you know, me and Joey, we didn't start off that way. We were definitely really friends and I kept my clothes on a hundred percent. And it was funny. I would even like, we kind of joke about it. Cause man, you know, I, I wish I am so in love with him now that I wish I could go back and change it, but I'm glad I did it that way. Cause I feel like that's why relationships so strong. Like he would get a hotel and be like, yeah, you know, you want to come back to the hotel? And I'd be like, well, now I got a curfew. You know, I'm, I'm 30 years old, but I have a curfew. I have to be home at nine. <laughs> and, you know, I did that to respect myself and respect our future. And, and he respected that, you know, he didn't, he, you know, imagine if I was just easy and was like, oh yeah, let's go back to your hotel. I mean, I don't know, you know, we probably would be in the same situation because I think we're just meant to be, but that might not happen for other girls. And, and I feel like Joey really, really respects me. Like he really, I can feel it. Like, that he admires and looks up to me and and damn I, I'm the one that admires and respects and looks up to him you know he's older and wiser and been in the game way longer than I have but I established that respect as a female because I built it on other things and and now you know it's just like it's perfect and the same thing like you said you know he knows that I'm hot and attractive but I don't need 40 other million guys thinking that when you know i'm off the market and, and and with him and and again even if i wasn't i respect myself enough to know i want to be a fighter and i want to be recognized as a fighter and, and th these are the reasons why and i don't have to take shortcuts to get there mike did you hear all the shit she just said yes <laughs> see when I, I started, did. When I started yeah. the show, she's the I'll tell you, she's one of the best interviews ever because she just like she has so much to say, and it's always like very interesting. I just sit here and just listen. What to I was yes, going to say, yes, yes, Mike, you should have took note with with her earlier in your life because I can't tell you how many nudes this asshole sent me to try to get the coast. <laughs> like he's like, I want to be, I want to be the co-host on the show, man. I want to hey, be co-host. And I'm like, it works. stop sending me fucking dick pics, dude. Sometimes <laughs> it works. You, you go one way or another. I mean, it, you know, you, it could work this way or that you see, but it worked for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I folded to the pressure. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyways, you know, Britain, it's, it's good. It's awesome to talk to you again. And, and we just talked to Joey the other day, dude. And I got to tell you right now, and, and this is not, no knock on Joe. I, I, I interviewed no. Joey before. He I know what he's going to say. I have a feeling I know what he's going to yeah. say. And Joey, I, and I completely agree. I interviewed with, I interviewed him maybe once or twice before he ever like became a thing with you now he's like the easiest fucking guy to talk to in the world like you have you have lightened this man up like he's got all the fucking personality in the world now i love talking to Joey Beltran. it's like There's before yeah. he was very short with his answers before he didn't really want to fucking talk too much he was just like a badass dude who didn't want to talk too much 
And then all <laughs> of a sudden, Britain comes into his life, and he's fucking Mr. Toxie talks a lot. Oh man, that's so awesome. He's, uh, I'm telling you, I, I thought the same thing when I, you know, didn't really know him. And then once I know, he's so, he's funny and he's, he's really fucking smart. You, I mean, I'm not want to say you'd be surprised, but honestly, it's very rare for me to find people that I think that are smarter than me. And, and really I've only come out across a very, like maybe three and he's he's one of them he's he's so smart intelligent he has some great stories he has awesome perspectives and um um advice on stuff but yeah it's again it's just a match made in heaven you know what he brings to me i just bring right back and it's it's like that not only the power couple thing but the power exchange like we just keep growing each other right where's where is he right now well he's is that his feet right there I think I've seen his feet. Is he sleeping? Wait. Yeah, see, there's his feet. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, Joey? A good, hey. A good king always supports and stands behind his queen, right? All right. Well, here's here's the thing. <laughs> We're going to play a game with you. Yeah. He, he gets to hear all the answers that you say because yeah. this game is called Feel Free more, to chime like, in. more Likely with Britain and Joey. Okay? We're going to oh, ask you 10 things. Who is more likely to do what we ask? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Joey, pipe, your, pipe up your ears, Joey. Here we go. Yeah. Number one. Tell us if she's lying. Britain, who is more likely to make dinner? Joey. <laughs> really? What's he the best at making? Oh, man. Well, you What's know, your favorite meal he makes? I'll tell you one thing. That is one thing that's rubbed off. So uh, without getting into all the like sad, pathetic shit, stuff in the past um i stopped cooking it was actually something that i feel like comes from the soul and being happy and i actually was really miserable for a really long time in my life so i i didn't cook and i it was wasn't easier really, to order out right yeah i, I dude i ate cereal like maybe for three or four years straight i had cereal for dinner like i'm not even joking i still eat cereal for dinner that's okay yeah i mean I, I, sometimes <laughs> I, do. I tell joey that sometimes and he's like babe we don't have to live like that anymore. Like you, your life has changed. You don't have to do that. And I'm like, yeah, but I kind of want to. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Uh, so anyways, I, I never cooked and he always cooked and he makes the best egg sandwiches. I know it sounds silly, but I mean, I no, try to make them and I don't make them nearly as good as he does. He makes some bomb nope. egg sandwiches. Nope. Uh, anyways, he, <laughs> he brought out the soul and happiness to me. So now maybe, maybe I'm more likely to cook dinner, but uh, oh, I don't know. Some, sometimes it's just heating shit up now because we've both been in crazy fight camp. I have to tell you, we went to a Patriots game once, and while everybody else was cooking burgers and all their stupid grill stuff, Kyle cooked me a breakfast sandwich on the grill. So, Aww. and it was delicious. Hey, and, and do you know what my secret ingredient? This is what I do. I'll make ham, egg, and cheese sandwiches, but I toast the bun on the grill. But I also grape jelly, just not a lot, just a a, a light coat of grape jelly on the toasted bun with the ham, egg, and cheese. Do it. You'll thank me. It's the best thing you'll ever eat in your fucking life. Wow. I will. I put uh, jelly on meatballs before, and that's fucking awesome. So yeah. I, I'll you. try it. Do it. You'll thank me later. Britain, number two, Mike. Who is more likely to not put their clean laundry away? 
Me opposite. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that, Amy. My wife. I will. We'll, we'll do the laundry. We'll fold it. We'll bring it in. She'll take it out of the basket and put it on top of her dresser in a pile, and leave that shit there for a fucking week and a half when everything else is. Like she'll she'll pick clothes out of the pile on top of the dresser instead of putting it away. Oh yeah, I knew you were gonna. You say. Get, <laughs> if it gets too tall, the kids are running around. It ends up falling over onto the floor, <laughs> vibrates off the edge. Number three, who is more likely to leave a dirty dish next to the sink? Um, Joey. Oh, Joey. She's a boy. Got to rinse that dish. Got to put it in the dishwasher. The dishwasher's right there. It's only, yeah, it's right there. It just takes one extra second. You know, that's what we say around here. (laughs) Number four, (laughs) number four, Mikey. Who is more likely to leave the gas tank on E? That's me. Definitely E. 100%. 100%. I'll wait until that thing says like 26 gotta be a, miles left. That's got to be a female thing, dude. It's got to be. Got to be. I I know. I I've I you know. I feel like lately that's been me. Like I just like I don't know. I've been leaving it on E lately, so I'm a guilty when at least. Have you ever? Have you have you ever ran out of gas? In my life, I've done it like three times. Oh my god! Yeah, Never. on the road, Mike. No. Okay. No, I'm, I don't know why. I just like get like really, I won't run out of gas, but like I will let that thing ride out. Like there's been times where I'm like, oh shit, I'm at the light and I can see the gas station and I'm like throwing that shit into neutral. I don't know if that does anything, but I just do it because I feel like turn the heat off. I got to just take, just wait, save every little bit of gas I can. Yeah. yeah right to gas out the ass these days. Number five. Who is more likely to laugh at the number 69? We we travel a lot. So we play games all the time. And we were playing like a taboo. No, wait. What were we playing? It was something like that. And um, the word wiener came up. And I started like dying laughing. And Joey's like, it's not funny. And I'm like, dying laughing. Oh, I'm 69. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's great. Number I love six. that you laughed at it before the question was over. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because I already knew. <laughs> Who is more likely to get a speeding ticket? Mm, well, I would say in our time of being together, Joey has gotten a speeding ticket. Uh, not. Not. So I think it's three to two, Joey, right now. Well, well, the six questions. How the hell could that be? Oh, shit. your math is off. Well, I'm retarded. I'm okay. Well, mo- next question: <laughs> Who is more likely to start a fight in a public setting? Really? Yeah, I think I I did it once or maybe twice. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't really a Mike. fight. But you know, when you first when you don't really know me, you just gotta understand that I'm a passionate person. And I speak passionately, whether I'm upset, sad, happy. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm just passionate. So if I happen to be upset about something, I might speak a little more passionate than what is intended. And that can be sometimes taken the wrong way. But uh, he would never. He's so, like I said, again, that guy's way too perfect. Um, he would never do that. And, and I probably would. Like, I'm one of those people that... 
I can't like if I see something or something bothers me, I'll be over it, but I'll speak on it in a second, you know. You know, Britain is Britain is Britain Beltran gonna have to smack a bitch? <laughs> yeah, I've I've you know here lately too. I don't know what's come over me, but I've threatened it a, a few times here for sure. <laughs> All right, number eight. Here we go. Who is more likely to embarrass the other person while drunk? Well, I will have you know that me and Joey also do not. We're actually don't drink whatsoever so ah. we never have that um we you know joey's really committed to to living a sober life like zero percent tolerance and um my first it was like in the first moments we were together and we went out and he did he bought me like three or four drinks and he didn't drink at all and then for something i don't know what it was but something came over me and i was like man I'm such an asshole to be so in love with this guy and he's really committed to not drinking alcohol and here I am doing it right in front of him. Like Joey probably doesn't care and he probably would never ask me to, to be committed to that. But I chose to do that because I think that I really, um, again, from being in the past and being in really horrible situations, I feel like that's been like a, a, the number one downfall to, to addicts and, and people that struggle with that problem is having it around them. And I just made that decision to, to never do that and, and be in it with them. So that's, you know, as perfect as he is, that's my, my sacrifice to help him live his best life. So, um, but if we were so hypothetically, and we don't have to be, drunk, just say if you weren't I, drunk, who's, who's more likely like to embarrass the other one? I don't know. I guess I would say me, but uh, Joey loves. I'm so stupid and goofy sometimes, and I know just I I think Joey really loves it, and and he is really goofy and silly sometimes too, and I just love it. So he could never embarrass me, and I, I don't. If any, maybe I could embarrass him. Who knows? Oh, I can embarrass my wife, hundred <laughs> percent. It's very easy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he can be in the grocery store and, and grocery store and fart and be like, <laughs> and we'll just like, <laughs> he'd be like, "Whoa, who's that?" And uh, we'll go laugh. I mean, we're he'll rip ass and be like, "Britain." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just laugh. I mean, he's funny. All right, number nine. Who is more likely to get roped into a cult? Uh, joining a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Joey. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You think he's more easily know. influenced? He, yeah. Hey. Oh, uh, I don't know how to. Let's see. Um. <laughs> uh, there, like the Hailbop comet thing. Like there is a, a a UFO behind the comet. We're all gonna drink this juice at midnight. You know. <laughs> I don't. That's right. so funny. Um. Yeah. No. He's he's kind of funny though. He'd be like, I don't like talking to weirdos. Help, Brit. <laughs> so. He's like, you know, I don't think he would join a weirdo cult, but I think they're also like, I think, I don't know. I think he could be persuaded by some things. <laughs> All right. Well, Joey's more in, more influenced, influenced is it easily influenced. Oh, okay. Number 10. If he believes go. in it, he's got to believe in it, but yeah. Who is more My likely to take food off the other's plate without asking? <laughs> we 50, 50. We both do it all the time. Oh my God. I'm gonna be okay. Maybe I'm a bad husband, but or maybe I'm just a fucking asshole when it comes to food. 
That's probably the right answer. Having Joey someone... and all his friends say the same thing. They're like, oh, God. he never shares food. And he would like stab you with a fork. But we like, he's like really babe. And in my, you know, 39 years of living, you're the only person. So I think it's just one of those rare, once again, some rare Britain and Joey magic. You guys must be made for each other. Because I'll tell you right now, I've been married for 12 years. No, 12? 13, 12 years, something like that. I think you just put a years. post up about it like two days ago. Yeah, I think it's 12 years. It was just a couple weeks ago was my anniversary, but 2009. Mike, do the math on that. 2009 to now, 12 years. 12 years. Either way, to this fucking day, we'll go to a restaurant. <laughs> and she'd be like, you know, I'm thinking about ordering this thing. You know, I'm like, well, I'm going to order I'm gonna order this. She's like, oh, I was looking at that too. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to order this. And then she'll be like, I was thinking about ordering that, but I'll, I'm going to just go with this. So I will order what the fuck she wanted. And then, like, the second it gets on the table, she'll be, like, reaching across with a fork. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She'll be like, oh, no. Well, I mean, I wanted to try it. I'll be like, you, you would have ordered it if you yeah. wanted. <laughs> and she didn't. She wanted to try that and have this, too. I think it's opposite. We'll be like, all right, you get this and I'll get this and we'll split it. We'll half it. Cause we want like everything on the menu. And I'm like, damn, well, if I get this and you get this, we'll, we can share. Right. And he's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we never, we always kind of have that intention anyways. <laughs> Amy does not sound like that. Kyle. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. Was... I, I hear her all the time. She sounds just like yeah. that. I was just kidding. It's part of the best? reason Kyle fell in love with her. <laughs> Because she sounds like that. And he's like, I just love her voice. She was like, Kyle, do you think we could get an apartment together? <laughs> why is that the fucking, why is that the voice that I went with to talk about my wife? I don't know. Oh my God. What a piece of shit. I don't know. You, you know should what? have that a question. Who, who's more likely to mimic the other person? <laughs> do your best Joey Beltran uh, imitation. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I'm not going that fast. You told me to to slow down. <laughs> you told me to hurry up. Make up your mind. <laughs> if, if you you should have drove the car if you wanted to. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I can do a better one, but right now I'm not. You should ask Joey, do you? I'm blushing. I never blush either. Do you freak him out when you're driving? Because my wife likes to like say things that have nothing to do with traffic. She likes to just kind of like blurt it out. And it freaks me out. Like I'll be driving and she'll be like, oh my God. And I'll go, whoa, whoa. And I like, I'm thinking I'm going to hit somebody. And she's like, that dog is so cute. You know, I'll be like, I'm like, Steph, you got to use appropriate reactions while I'm driving the car. I thought I was about to like run some children over that I didn't see, you know, like. You're crazy. You know what? That's funny. Yeah. You know what? A- Amy, know. Do- Amy does this. She does slight sounds. I'll be driving and she'll go. <gasps> <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. I'm like, whoa. What? She'll be like, nothing. <laughs> Can you back off this guy a little bit? I'll be like, I'm three car lengths away from this fucking guy. How far do you want me? Two bus lengths is what Amy wants. Two bus lengths. <laughs> Not the short the bus either. <laughs> Can you move away from the car, Kyle? Well, I'll be like, hey, the turn is coming up. He'll be like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, we're blinkers not on, so you don't know. And he's like, I don't have to have a blinker on. There's no one behind me. And I'm like, 
there might be there might be a hidden cop or something and and it lets me know that you know where the turn is so that will happen and then then he'll drive and he'll miss the turn and i'm like oh i thought you knew where you were going so so i'm glad everybody has the same problem it's awesome (laughs) hey hey britain so every thursday night we do this thing called stunata of the week do you know what a stunata is uh, a what? A stunad. A stunad. What are you a doing? Stunad. Get all, get over hey, here. What are you a stunad? Hey, what are you a fucking stunad? I you said it. Don't touch the cake. You stunad. Get off my grass, you fucking stunad. Yeah. A stunad is like. I don't know. I'm only two percent Italian. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A stunad is like. Use the uh, hand like this. You have like, to make your hand like this. Someone who's out of touch with reality. Someone who's an absolute fucking moron. Right. Oh, <laughs> so someone, someone who can't get it right. So we. It doesn't doing... have to be that strong, but you're gonna be like, you stunad. What'd you do that for? What are you? Oh, come on, you fucking stunad. Anyway, so we've been doing this on the show the last three weeks, four weeks now. So we're in the car, and we get to the end of the road, and the and the car goes by this way. So I pull out behind them. The car's going like 20 miles per hour in a 35 mile an hour speed uh, zone. The whole time, and I'm behind the guy, and my son, who's seven years old in the backseat, he could tell I'm getting mad. I'm like, God, this fucking guy. I'm like, come on, come on. No one goes, hey, daddy, I got an idea. You should make this guy the stunat of the week on your show this week because he don't know how to drive his car. That's a seven-year-old boy. Gets it. He yep. fucking gets it. He man. gets it. That's right. I love it. Fucking stunat. Anyways, all right. Well, Britain, we've kept you long enough. We got your uh, sponsors across the bottom there. Uh, you have awesome. a fight. You have a fight coming up November 12th. Pearl Gonzalez. Go ahead. Take a minute. Shout out. Anybody you want to shout out? Give us a prediction if you want to give us a prediction. Time is yours. Yeah. I, I mean, again, big, huge shout out to my sponsors below. Karma Coin, Healthy One, HK USA. They've really stepped up in this last minute. Um and, and, you know, really, they've been with me for, for a while. So, honestly, these are not only people that are stepping up short-term, but they've been long-term. Um, definitely my friends and family back home. You know, all of Danville. I feel like Danville. I want to give the city of Danville a huge shout-out to welcoming my husband, Joey, um, and, and giving him the best amount of work for his fight that's going to be this Saturday up in New York. Um, so, big, huge shout-out to him. You guys tune into the BKTV app to watch his fight. He's the main event and uh he's gonna get back that only loss so i'm super excited and happy for him um and to be in cahoots with my old coach and current coach marcus luck at lux boxing boxing gym um my mother who is on here monica mccullough a uh, big shout out that again with the cooking thing she's actually been our meal prep person for this fight camp because we've been crazy out of our minds so she's been a huge help so thank you for providing us shakes and meals for for to stay fueled right um thank you guys for making me laugh and and making my husband laugh by me because he's chuckling so you're bringing good vibes and and just you know uh, tune in for miami again you know i I guess i'm always going to be that that world shocker um i definitely have some tricks up my sleeve so it's a super fun thing i think to watch me evolve and you never know uh what i'm gonna be in that ring so but you do know this you know i'm gonna come out a winner i'm gonna come out a champ um that's the only mentality i have so 
however I have to win, I'm going to do it. But my biggest thing is, is, is proven when you say I can't do something. So that's what we're going to work on. And I can't wait to show and prove everybody that that's, this is what I do. Now, when you, okay. <laughs> and I know we we're, we we're going to just let you go right now. We we're going to go ahead and let you go, but I got to ask you this. You win this one. You are four and oh inside of 12 months, which nobody's ever. Five, well, no, 12 months. Right. Yes, it'll be inside 12 months. I did the math. I used all my fingers. I counted the months. I got it. You are just under 12 He's wicked months. smart. I'm wicked smart. Yeah. So, with that said, you will be four and two in the BKFC. There can't be any other fight to make besides you versus somebody for a title, whether it be Misfit, whether it be be Beck, right? That's That has to happen. Right, I mean, you would think so. It makes common sense. Bryn, I would think it's that not, you or people would be should a, demand this. That's what you should do. Bring Joey I mean, with you when you go to demand it. Bring you, the big guy with you. Yeah, go oh, up there. Be like, hey, you fucking stunads. That's I've what I'm saying. Yeah, pull the stunad out. Four fights in the last twelve months. You fucking stunads. What else do I gotta do around here <laughs> to get a goddamn fight for a fucking belt? Give it to me now. Give open your that. eyes, huh? Why don't you open your eyes when you see these I'll fights? What are you I'll missing? Something? I'll smack you with a jelly grape, a grape jelly fucking egg sandwich. Right? That's now, right. You fucking stunads. That's stunads. what I'm saying. You do. Tell me. Am I? We're joking around, but that's the only thing left, right? That has to happen. Correct? Yeah. No. I mean, again, it goes back wrapping into to the the uh, earlier part is like. I mean, 99.9% of my life is perfect. That's the only thing that's missing. And um, I've been demand. Honestly, this fight should be a title fight, uh, in, in my opinion. And I you know I've demanded it too. But, you know, I just can't. The politics are just so, you know, I don't even know if I can really speak I, on it. I, but. I just don't. I don't understand why the belts are just, like, floating in the wind over there. Like, Helen left. It's not like she owns those belts anymore. The fucking she left. She's gone. So the belt is vacant. So why are they not putting it on the line? With yeah, honestly, who just, I think who it has been earned a while it. Ago. Who has earned it? And, and you have earned it. And I feel like I feel like this has to happen. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna make another fucking forty five minutes of a show right now. Yeah. If we get into this. Here we so, go. Here's what we're gonna do. We do this all the time. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna wish you the best of luck. We wanna we want to have you wish Joey the best of luck Saturday mm-hmm. night. We will see you guys we'll see tomorrow. You tomorrow. We're gonna be there tomorrow, uh, up in New York in whatever whatever that town's called in a part of the world that I knew. Salamanca. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much for coming on, Britain. You're your pleasure as always. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you guys. Let's go again. BKFC power couples ready to damage twice. All right. Home. Joey, go get some sleep, huh? Yeah, I know. He's like, you, what, how do you say it again? Stunad. You stunads, you keeping my wife from cuddling me. <laughs> yeah, that, we, are, we are definitely stunads for that. All right. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Britain. We will talk Kyle's to you. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> night, guys. Bye. It's not my fault, you fucking stunad. Yeah, yeah she's got to use all 2% of that Italian and pull it Yo, right out. So, stunad, I need a title shot, you stunad. I'm going to go ahead and say that she's so. like, uh, 
She's one of the best guests we've ever had. I mean, like, she really Yeah, is. she's always a lot of fun. She's, she's always, always a lot of fun. Lot of, has every, a lot to say. every single time she's, I think this is the fourth time she's been on. And every time, I think her and Lorenzo Hunt are the most frequent guests that we've had. Uh, Misfit. Oh, Misfits and it's been on yeah, like Misfits four or five, five times time. too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know what? They're all fucking awesome. So anyways, yep. thank you so much to all of them. We got to finish up the student out of the week. That's right. right. We do. Stu we got student on. Speaking of all the student on talk, how many times do you think we said student on tonight? A lot. I think we drove the point home actually. A student on ton. <laughs> all right. All right. So anyways, to recap what we had earlier, Yuli Diaz. Punch and trolls. Punch and trolls at their homes. Inglewood High School football winning one hundred and six to zero with their I'm starters gonna, in like dopes. I'm I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and I will I will talk about the UFC referee, his name, and I'm gonna try my goddamn hard butcher it. He doesn't deserve to have his name said right. Okay, he's a damn failure. Vicheslav Kiselev. Kiselev. Yeah, Kiselev. 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 Went in there and he refereed the uh, Zelensky dos, San, dos Santos fight against uh, Saint Denis, Saint Saint Denis. Yeah, and uh, Dos Santos was putting a goddamn beating on Saint Denis to the point where we question who the bigger student is here. Is it the referee or is it the corner for not throwing the towel? And either way, this referee. In, in other in like sticking balls, you know, in, in basketball or soccer or football, the referee swallowed his whistle. Right. That's what this fucking guy did. Yes, he did. This guy absolutely but not forever. He absolutely swallowed his whistle. Yes. <laughs> and then oh. you're right. You're right. Then he stops it for the eye poke. Right. And, and then and the, rushes him after the eye and poke. Then He's like, You ready? Are you ready? Yeah. He gets poked in the eye clearly. He's getting his face pummeled by the dude the fight should have been stopped earlier the guy's just letting it go letting it go and god damn it shout out to saint denise because or De saint dennis saint denise i think it's saint denise um special forces uh soldier in the french special forces he's a, he's a beast and of course he's the toughest fucking guy out there but you know what there, there comes a point where the referee needs to protect the guy for further damage later on in his life and also his corner needs to know when to throw a towel that guy got a decade taken off of his life that night after the eye poke though after getting his fucking face pummeled and then after getting the eye poke in this guy uh Kezalaf or whatever his name is Kezalev the referee former fighter by the way he should know right. better so the fighter, and sometimes maybe maybe these uh, maybe these fighter turned referees aren't the best idea. In the world. I don't right. know. Maybe yeah. sometimes they're too fucking tough for their own goddamn good. And this guy was like, "Oh no, he's still he's still he's still he can do all right." Anyways, doesn't even ask for a doctor to come in to check the fucking eye. Doesn't do that shit. Yeah. Um, he 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 like rushes the dude. You ready? You rushes ready? him. You ready? Yep. You ready to come back in? Comes back in. Gets kicked in his fucking balls. Like, yep. And they then, immediately, then immediately takes a point. Doesn't even like tell him. He just kind of just goes like, "That's it. It's a point." That's point. It. And um, like the commentary on that fight was crazy. Yeah, there like Paul bewildered. Felder was yelling, "Stop the fight! Stop the fight!" And then he goes, "I'm sorry to yell, stop the fight, but 
sometimes something's got to happen here. Like, what's going on? So they were saying even the refs on the side were were like oh, yeah, upset, yeah. but I don't Mark understand Goddard. why nobody says anything. That doesn't make sense to me. I, right. I don't know. And like, what, hey, maybe and maybe know. and Mike, may, like maybe I'm like way off base here, but oh shit, hold up. What the hell did you do? Oh, I fucking hit my keyboard. Anyways, so I refereed. I mean, I refereed soccer, basketball, and I umpired baseball in my teens. Granted, I was only doing like middle school, 13, 14-year-old kids, and I was doing that kind of shit. But there was a governing like body. There was like a, there was like a, when I was a baseball umpire and I had a, I had a, uh, a coach giving me the business from his bullpen and I told the, the coach, I told the coach, hey, hey, enough, enough. He's giving me shit about my strike zone. I'm like, strike zone's consistent. Stop. Stop it. This guy, who happens to me, my father, by the way. My, fa- <laughs> my father was the president of the of the Empire Association. My father goes, he, in between innings, I go over to the, the fence. And he says, um... You need to throw him out. This is not UFC refereeing or whatever, but I'm an umpire on the field, and this guy on the other side of the fence says, throw him out of the game. Next word out of his mouth, throw him out. Of the, throw him out. And I'm like, holy fuck. I'm a 16-year-old kid, and this guy's 45 years old over here, and I'm going to wait for him to say one more word, and I'm going to toss his ass. So the dude gives me shit from What are you going to do to him? Toss him. Toss him. Oh, okay. Nice. So tosses it. Tosses ass. Okay. Um, do well, whatever you, you want. You you automatically went to salad tossing, you fucking <laughs> fanoid. Uh, yeah, anyways. okay. But anyways, the long story short is somebody on, the, somebody on the outside who is the president of the umpire association says, throw that fucking guy out of the game. I threw the fucking guy out of the game. Mark Goddard from outside the cage, who is the fucking chief referee of that yep. night, yep. should have said, Stop the fight. Stop the fight. And then fucking Kezalef, whatever the fuck his name is, inside yeah. the cage, should have said, shit. oh, oh, shit. Should I stop this fight? Hey, stop the fight. You know what I mean? What you, what you just brought up with the referees being on the sideline, being all up in arms and fucking fired up about yeah, it. Say something. Then. Not, not one of those guys can influence the dude that's inside the ring that's letting somebody get in fucking years taken off of his life. Come on. I don't it's think ridiculous. that's right. I don't think that's right. I think the fucking referees in the referee in the ring is a fucking student. And I think, you know, the corner, probably some student going on over the there. Corner, the fucking other referees outside in between rounds. Goddard could have stopped, could have spoke to that dude. Yeah, he didn't. In between rounds, Goddard should have grabbed that dude and been like, what the fuck are you doing? Use your goddamn head. Don't get this guy killed. That is our job is to protect these fighters. And he didn't do that. He All right, not. So that's nominee number three, but the number four guy takes oh, the cake. Oh, my Lord. Takes the cake. Mike, tell him. Henry Ruggs. The what third. is wrong? Yes, Henry Ruggs the third. Let's not get hung- Henry Ruggs uh, twisted up in this whole controversy. This dude, wow. Talk about ruining your own life and someone else's and many, well, actually many other people's lives in one Stupid attempt to drive wherever he was going after drinking and being two time over two times the legal limit. 
and crashed into a 23-year-old girl with her dog in the car. And they he went as going, what, 140, 56. 56 miles an hour and hit her car. And supposedly her car went like 540 feet and lit they on said, fire. Mike, they said at the point of impact. So when he hit her, he was doing 123. So he was doing 156 miles an hour. And then saw her with enough time to hit the brakes to slow him down to 123. Yeah. When he impacted her car. Crazy, dude. And sent that girl 550 feet down the street. And killed her and her dog. Killed her and her dog. And she did not die on impact. No. Witnesses on the fucking side of the road can hear her screaming from the fucking car. Yes. Dying in the car. This fucking stunod fucking idiot. Biggest stunod. Biggest stunod of the week. He might he, be stunod of the year. How is he not dead? How is he not dead hitting her 200, 102? This is the type of thing that happens in this world. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? The fucking, this crazy world we live in, this guy lives. He lives hitting a girl 123 miles per hour under the influence with his girlfriend in the car. And she lived too. Right. Him and his girlfriend were in the car. He had a loaded gun in the car and he was two times the legal limit. And he hits her at 123 miles per hour on impact, killing her and her dog. Fuck that guy. I don't know, man. I've done a lot of dumb things under the influence of alcohol in my life, but I've never done. I, I mean, I could never imagine getting behind a car, but the wheel of a car and doing 156 miles per hour anywhere. What? Well, that's the stoon on of the week for sure. That's By a mile. Fuck that guy. What an idiot. And here's the thing, too. This guy had it made. He had it made. Look at where he is. He's in the NFL. I mean, you know how many people want to do this? They want to have this great life. He had his life was set up for him. Not only did he ruin his life, but he murdered somebody. His car. Yep, yes, with his car. And ruined her life's gone. His, her family, everyone. I mean, it's sad. Let's get past this. He's the fucking stew nod. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. And you know what? The the thing is, he was a... And like, forget all the other shit we just talked about. This kid was an ultra talent, dude. He's a first-round draft pick last year. He's a second-round... A second-year player right now. And he is ultra-fucking-talented. Ultra-talented. And if the and if the the Raiders were just a little bit better, and they and David and Carr was just a little bit better, he'd be an All Pro. Yeah, he's got the talent for it, but he also doesn't have the fucking brains for it, obviously. And this gets back to the whole thing. It's a whole nother conversation. Is why don't these teams assign somebody to each one of these fucking players? You are this guy's assistant everywhere you go. Yeah. Joe Ivy says the John Jones, Jones of football. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, John Jones didn't kill nobody, but it's goddamn. Not yet. Cool. Every sport has one. Yes. What a fucking idiot. Student out of the week goes to you, Henry Ruggs the third. Yes, sir. So, anyways, getting past that douche, um, <laughs> we are going tomorrow morning, bright and early. We have about a six and a half to seven hour drive ahead of us. Hopefully we can make it there before weigh-ins. I think we can do it. It is scheduled for okay. It is scheduled for 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, of all the times. Every other one's at five or six, but the one we need to get to by a certain time 
And that's gonna be earlier in the day, of course. Three p.m. But you know, you know how you know how it is. It'll probably mm-hmm. start at like four. So. Yeah, hopefully it does, because that's when we're gonna be there right before then. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you to Howard HD Davis. Thank you to Marcus Brimage. Thank you to Travis Thompson, and especially thank you to Britton Beltran because this was a fucking great show. Four great guests and guest appearance fun. by Joey Beltran. Oh yeah, and uh, guest. A guest appearance by Joey Beltran and his feet flapping in the background. I saw him. Um, we can't wait to see you guys uh, next week. Next week. Yep. Next week, 10th next, and the 11th. Is next week the 10th and the 11th? Yeah. All right. The 10th is Wednesday, right? And the 11th is Thursday. Okay. So, guys, next week, the 10th, we're going to have John Lee Chal back on. But we're going to line up a few more guests. But John Leach Allback has a lot to say. He's healthy. His cast's off. And he wants to fucking talk some shit. He's coming on. But Thursday, November 11th, is the one-year anniversary of the birth of Mission Accomplished. We are one year old next Thursday. And right now, we have one guest um, booked. And we are going to load that show up, guys. Mm. Right now, we got Jimmy Rivera freshly signed straight out of the ufc into the bkfc jimmy rivera will be on at 9 p.m next thursday stay tuned for the rest of the lineup yep with that said we love you guys have a good night peace